Hello and welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast about the movies from the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. Joining me is in Joshua Tree, it's Claire Williams. I'm just on Instagram right now. Don't, don't, don't mind me. I'm just going to have my volume. I'm going to have my, you know, this, the silencer on my phone off and I'm going to have the volume all the way up so you can hear all those annoying clicking noises that no one does anymore, but you're going to hear it. Yeah, that's kind of an insane uh, choice to make if you're going to leave like the silence off. No one does that. I, I, it's that's I think that like the moment if I hear if I hear like the tweet noise from your phone or whatever the fuck, I'm I know you're a psychopath. Why don't only, you turn that off? The only film that it like makes sense to do that in is uh, Zola, like because it's all like about that Twitter thread. Right. And it's like based off that experience. If someone's doing that in real life, I just like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> like, do you really need to like? I don't know, like the vibrations, that should be enough to like tell you. I know. And it's also like, also who, who needs those noises? No one needs those noises. It's it's (laughs) truly the most useless noises on God's green earth. And also it's, it's like those people who talk in, who like talk on the phone in public on speakerphone. Those people are fucking psychopaths. I don't want to hear your conversation. I don't fucking like, it's crazy. It's so disruptive. This is how we're starting starting off hot. on, On speakerphone or on facetime oh yeah facetime in public man uh, no it, it's speakerphone because those are usually louder it's and it's also it's also just a bizarre choice in general like facetime i don't know like i can justify that but like yeah speaker this one time i was i was at my university's library and someone was on zoom on facetime or zoom on their phone it's like that with like no speaker it's like that's you insane. just hear their conversation yeah yeah, and they're like trying to be quiet and considerate, but it's like there's no way to run. There's no air. No, that. yeah, that's <laughs> ah, man, society, man. Ah, I don't know. I think I we know. should just nuke it. I think we're done. I think mm-hmm. I think we can call it a day. Yeah, I, I I think sometimes we're like forgetting the the social part of like you know social media. It's like oh, oh I see, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Starting out hot. Yeah, I know. Oh man, like you said. That's just like maybe also we should start out with uh, what we've been starting recently or what we've been watching recently, rather. Um, I haven't. So I have watched a movie that was not for this podcast. Fun fact. I know it's crazy. <laughs> who knew? Who oh knew I gosh. could watch movies? I didn't know that was yeah. possible. Um, I saw two. In fact, just I'm going fucking nuts, dude. I watched mm-hmm. two movies that were not related in the to same this day. Podcast. Uh, no, I'm not that crazy. Oh, okay. Um, I got to tone it down. I know. Just calm down. Like, calm down. You're 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 going nuts. Um, I watched Lost Bullet Two. It's a sequel uh, to a French action, or is it Belgian or French? Yeah, same thing. Uh, an action film on Netflix. Um, it's a sequel to the 2020 film that's also great. Both good movies. First one's better. Second one has some pacing issues. Um, but the car, like, it's it puts Fast and the Furious to shame. Like the recent Fast and Furious movies, it puts it to shame with their car chases. It's not as bombastic, of course, because it's not even close to the same budget. And it's actually grounded in some form of realism. But just the car chases and that um, and the shit they do with cars in general and how they film it is just it's incredible. Incredible. I can't I give me 50 of them. I'll take them all. They're great. Um, and then I randomly watched. uh universe the first universal soldier the roland emmerich one that was on it was just random on hbo max i'm like i'm because i want to watch the like the recent direct-to-video ones Mm -hmm. um 
because so many people have recommended that and I don't know I just felt it just felt like it needed to happen and I haven't and I have no I have you no, filled in that like, gap yeah yeah and I have watched like almost nothing from Van Damme absolutely nothing mm. and as an action junkie as myself that's kind of crazy to say but I truly haven't barely seen any single Van Damme film I think the only thing I've seen is like I think I get I think yeah he's like in the Kung Fu Pandas and I saw Expendables too and that's you know that's that's a crime that's a crime yeah. I should be tried at the Hague um but it's so. pretty deplorable but I mean granted I haven't either um and yeah, but also, I'm me. early I'm early Roland Eimerick that sounds interesting like as a um like what does that look like um stylistic I guess by technicality he's that's the favorite that's my favorite movie of the ones I've seen from him Mm -hmm. and I haven't seen a ton but like Independence Day and like uh fucking the next the Independence Day 2 and uh actually I think that's literally it what's what's the what's the subtitle can you remember uh Resurgence okay yeah yeah I'm not you know everyone knows where they were that movie scared me so because we covered that god's sakes um universal soldier is good i think people who think van damme or uh um dolph lundgren are bad actors if you think that that means you only think acting requires line delivery uh and you're stupid those are Mm. that's my opinion um so much more they're physically amazing actors what they do with their face and their eyes is great they're so expressive they're truly I mean, they're not, I wouldn't say like, you know, my, like one of the great actors to ever live, but they, they're giving pretty good performances. I mean, Lundgren is like fucking eating up every scene he has. Van Damme is like asked to do so, like barely anything. Like he has to just be so expressive of his eyes. He's like basically mm. asked to be playing, playing a robot, um, but has, but it, trying to remember that it's human in a way. I mean, that's not exactly the plot. That's more of like a metaphorical way to explain his character psyche um but yeah I, it's good uh, solid action fun 90s cheese it's good mm-hmm. yeah three and a half excellent yeah <laughs> three and a half um i'll be curious to see when he gets those sequels and like oh like the well, yeah, I, I, first i was gonna like okay i'll just watch all of them and then i realized like the first two sequels don't even have van damme in it van damme in it and it's like barely anyone has actually seen them and mm-hmm. so i'm gonna and like one has burt reynolds apparently and it's and do you want to guess how many times it's been logged on letterbox um like is it in the hundreds is there yes yeah this is burt this is the third film in the series and it has burt reynolds in it 500 500 500 people have logged it on letterbox (laughs) and then van damme comes back in the four uh, yeah like the fourth one and apparently that's bad and so i think i'm just gonna watch like the last two that are apparently good that were Mm -hmm. like direct to video like return to form because all my action junkie friends think it's think those movies rule so and we can cover one of them um well that's crazy i didn't realize like they they like they like they're still like being well i don't think anymore like the last one was in 2012 and so I think they're yeah, dead. but who knows? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I guess like staying in that '90s territory. Um, in fact, I think same year as uh, Universal Soldier. 
I mean, you know, I saw Deep Cover was leaving Criterion Channel. Oh. And I'm like, you know, I've been putting it off long enough. Uh, it's it's fantastic, you know. Um, Just one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty undeniable. Just like the firm grasp that Duke has on that material. And it's, it's like so assured of itself. Um, uh, uh, yeah. And, and like Larry Fish, like, I, I mean born to to play this um this like so complex role and um like golden is i mean that the whole thing is just like it's so sharp i, I don't know I, I just want chirp to bottom. yeah yeah it's so good um no i i i i think that's like one of the best movies i've seen all year it's so good that's like an ultimate like they don't make these anymore yeah i have the criterion somewhere nice i'm movies. yeah that's that i i it's one of those things, you know, it's also one of those movies that, you know, just from either pictures or the way people talk about it, like, oh, yeah, that's going to just be one of my favorite movies. I just haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched it, I'm like, yeah, no, I was right. Favorite There's like that favorite. famous shot of Larry Fish and like they're using those pictures on the back and the, the lighting's like hitting the back of his head. And like there's that, you know, it's like dark all around. Anyway, then, yeah, that one. Yeah, the cover on yeah. the box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Tyler Harper is back with us. Um after so many months of being away as a as a um guest guest co-host but this is lovely to have you back as as your first like guest choice um on the show uh you can of course you know you know you can talk whenever yeah yeah i i was uh letting y'all have your moment before it's a real life uh team money takeover on the podcast once again um i've heard the play you can like get out of here They've yeah, been clamoring for yeah, my return. Yeah. Um, there's been a people have been uproar, at my door, man. honestly. They just keep yeah. knocking on it. Yeah, um, Reddit boards have been uh, just popping yeah. off. Like, get Tyler back on there. So here I am. Um, the Team Money Army there. has been <laughs> ablaze. It's gotten dangerous, honestly. Yeah. It's gotten like yeah. I've had to. I'm thinking about restraining orders at this point. I know. I don't want to say bots, but you know. Uh, Hey, we're not Elon Musk here. I'm a, I'm a little like uh, Taylor Swift. Like I have my Swifties. Yeah, I, and, and I've noticed that. And it, it, it started. And I've actually been meaning to talk to you about this. It's it's starting to become a problem. We're, it's a little start, toxic. Yeah, it's starting to become an issue. Like I can't even I can't even go to the store anymore, and they're accosting me on the street. It's just it's <laughs> fucked up. It's fucked up. Like you you're very important. Them. You're very important to this pod. But like to to an extent, like you can't like you. I gotta live like, my life. This is ridiculous. I gotta live my we, life. We can't have like a ticket master situation. Uh, what well, like, our equivalent would that be? We are being we are being investigated by the FTC, though. We do have to say that. If if you were uh, keeping up with us on Twitter earlier in the season, um, you know there was a bout between the Wizards and the Bulls. Um, at yeah. which point I was ready to officially take over the podcast once again. But um, as they regularly do, the Bulls let me down. Um, so Clay will be retaining his position. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it was never in doubt. I mean, it was never in doubt. Um, you know, I never in doubt. Uh, what have you been watching lately, man? Yeah. Uh, I have. Uh, I don't we can watch talk about TV anymore. We can guys. talk about TV. Just I don't. Yeah, no, no, yay, honestly. we're not. We don't. I don't watch movies anymore too. We're, we're perfect. Lovely. Finally, sure. someone on this podcast like, who just doesn't watch movies anymore. It's a dead medium, honestly. Um, 
we, we just don't really fuck with it anymore. Um, That's so, so funny. I've been deep in, in uh, you know, deep in the bowels of the crown. Um, I'm a royal head these days. Uh, mm. Spent a lot of the month just 50, ep- let me tell you, 50 hours of the crown. I had never gave a damn about the royal family before. I had I didn't even know who Charles was. I'm like Charles Xavier, like right, Charles Brown, like who are we talking about here? No, Charles Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, The Crown. I watched all of it because uh, the new season just came out. Um, honestly, really good. Uh, I think the new season is the worst season, though. Unfortunately. Well, um, Debecky as Diana. Yeah, uh, Debecky is like, like the highlight, I guess, and the star of the new season. Um, she's playing Diana in the young, in the early nineties, um, and you know she's good. Uh, and, and then uh, forget his name, Dominic something from uh, not Dominic, Dominic Toretto, Dominic West. West yes, yeah. from The Wire. Um, he's Charles um and this this new season was a little all over the place i thought but i mean watching the first four were just really great um the first two are claire foy as the queen and matt smith and matt smith um as philip and then the next two seasons are olivia coleman as the queen um and obviously those are just like two high-end actresses so mm-hmm. that's honestly the crown i will always say bojack horseman is the, the cream of the crop as far as netflix netflix's um originals uh but crown is up there for sure that's an interesting question what's your favorite netflix original television show yeah i mean like i can see the crown and uh, bojack being really strong twos and threes um that's I mean that's that's a good argument next to American Vandal. Um, I've always I, I, heard good things about that. I, I mean, as seen. like an undisputed, like inarguable number one, right? Like we're just debating what's below it. I, I understand. I guess my mine by uh, technicality is Daredevil, but that's not right. I know that's damn not right. <laughs> by technicality. By but like I don't know. By like yeah, I think like a technicality that has to be my answer, even though I know yeah. I'm wrong. But like I can still say it. I did love the first season of yeah. Daredevil. Like when that dropped, people were like, "Holy shit!" Like superhero. Yeah. Like that was. I remember that be being like a big this. deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. like um, I do. I I mean, granted, like I only I only vouch for and, and say American Vandal so much so often. Like like I was. I mean, Glenn and I were like the exact right age for for those characters too. I've never seen it. Yeah. So I don't know why you're including me in this nonsense. Well, just because we're the same age as the characters. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I guess I think uh, you should leave is probably the best one. Oh uh, yeah. I, yeah. I do like Cobra Kai, but that's I don't know if that counts because that was like a YouTube original. Yeah, wasn't that bought first. by? Yeah, yeah, it was YouTube Red, and then they're like, "Oh, this is a horrible idea for a streaming service," and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's <laughs> probably a bad idea." And they're like, "All right, cool, we'll just move it to Netflix." <laughs> yeah. It's like there's some Facebook video TV shows that's out there. Like, what the yeah, hell? It's one of those oh. things, like, I think we've all seen a ton of Netflix shows, but at the end of the day, it's like, there's not, like, a ton of, like, they're all, like, a lot of them are, like, and, but yeah. most of them are bad, obviously, but a lot of them are, like, fine. But, but when it comes to it, you know, when push comes to shove, 
there's like barely any great ones. Oh, I like Peaky Blinders, but but see, I love Peaky Blinders, and I still haven't watched that last season. I don't know, like it's one of those things. I guess that's just me in television in general, but I like Peaky. Blinders. Yeah, like does yeah. Netflix have their Sopranos where it's like going to be considered one of the great TV shows ever? Yeah, and see, yeah, and Peaky Blinders. That's like a BBC thing. That's not even Netflix. Yeah. And I understand, like that's a that's like a very high bar, but still, it's like if they're going to be considered a streaming giant, I feel well, like that's for... they want to think themselves that way, and they're not, and, and it's it's interesting. Yeah, I guess they haven't had. I mean, the closest one they've had to that, just in terms of like awards, would be the Crown. Yes, I know that mm. that's got a lot of yeah. awards recognition. Um, Deserve like, so there's really good has any of their with any of the oh mine hunter oh never mind yeah, yeah no, mine hunter okay yeah oh, okay yeah. yeah that's that's I kind of that's like cheating yeah that's cheating but yeah that's the best thing I've yeah ever that's that shows impeccable you that's guys remember like, mine hunter that was man Jeez. what the hell david come on what he took time. a long time yeah okay i know and he overspent and i know he like burnt like and i know he went up to netflix executives and like burned it on fire in front of them and laughed in their face but still come on like just yeah, yeah. but then they gave them then they gave him mank and that was truly and it's not like it had any disappointment uh when it came to awards recognition or anything it's not like every it's not like it kind of <laughs> flopped in almost every <laughs> single way possible um <laughs> it's not like it got 10, 10 nominations and no wins definitely not right definitely i like me I, I i like make i'm a i'm a make guy uh i'm yeah. makeman as you if you will <laughs> makeman um but yeah that that, that must have been a huge disappointment for them in almost mm-hmm. every way yeah um so yeah whatever what is he doing now? Is it so, is he doing the killer? Netflix thing? Uh, I know, I know. Uh, new film, but, like, next is that Netflix? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yes. With uh, Mark Fassbender. Next do you guys do you guys know that's about a killer? And his name <laughs> is the killer. <laughs> There's too many killer, like you know, the killer, like the John Woo movie, the killing, the Stanley Kubrick movie. Mm-hmm. Killers is another thing. I think just. <laughs> too many and then there's then there's like films that like allude to to killing like murder by contract you know it's like an old (laughs) noir like okay let's like that's kind of beating around the bush metallica's first album what was the joel (laughs) what was the joel kinnaman show that made him pop at first i think it was also that oh the killing yeah okay yeah see there's all these that was like i don't think that was netflix was it not it might have been a like was BBC that AMC Netflix thing. Was that fucking USA coin? No, it's not. I'm not. I'm not that much of a stereotype. I'm close, but give me a little credit. Um, it's TNT. Fuck. Wouldn't that be funny? Okay. Well, yeah, that's my end end rant of mm-hmm. whatever the fuck I was talking about. I wonder if we're gonna think about a Netflix show that's actually pretty great that we're forgetting right now but probably not yeah the killing was on netflix i'm not stupid i mean they don't have any shows as good as yellowstone so (laughs) and and combo all right do you want a quick uh, yellowstone corner between before we no no i can do like 30 seconds on yellowstone i mean yeah sure i spell yellow is the stone (laughs) two yeah no i spent 50 fucking hours with the brits okay and i was like fuck this i'm out i'm going west to montana i'm getting a horse i'm drinking coffee with kevin costner 
Um, that actually sounds quite quite nice. Shooting the bad guys. Yeah, of course. Being toxic. Um, and of course, Yellowstone kind of sucks, but it's entertaining. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to go that way. That's funny. I mean, listen, uh, earlier before recording, uh, our friend Jack Draper compared Yellowstone to The Sopranos, and I told him to uh, slow his roll, but he insisted. <laughs> I, told, I politely told him to... Uh, slow his role and i think uh, uh, and he was not effective in the slowing of his role <laughs> if anything that show will just make you want to play red Dead, red dead redemption uh-huh. yeah. ride yeah. horseback so yeah mm-hmm. that's uh no more yellowstone no more <laughs> that's, the, You're that's done? enough out of you um Granted, I only made the comparison. Uh, if I may defend the uh, just no, actually, having, I don't having, want context. I would like to think that you just it. made that bold face and you know had no context needed. <laughs> you said the Sopranos is almost as good as uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, you said that directly. I actually heard yeah. that. I, w- I was I was I, in the waiting room, but I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, I said that Yellowstone is better than Sopranos. Uh, yeah, no, actually, I heard that too. That was uh, crazy twisting when you said the truth. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, you know, honestly, like I was telling Tyler again before we started, like I've been watching like a disgusting amount of Big Brother um, going oh, through God. that entire show's catalog. Right. And I, if I'm like, you know, you can only I, have one. You can either have Survivor or Big Brother. You can't have both. This is ridiculous. Hey, listen, Are we now to the universe, if, man? This, hey, listen, is, if we this can, is you got to stop this. Am I am I going to like are you never going to talk to me again if i throw the amazing race into the mix Man, uh, you see you can't yeah, have um, three of these no, it's too much. collecting the infinity well, stones yeah. um, cbs big brother can't you like watch live webcams on their website or oh, something hell yeah you can you don't think do i you did that do all that summer? I, actually all i don't summer. i don't i don't want to know don't tell me if you do that or not. i i like i like i want to keep respecting you and keep loving you so don't tell me if you do that my point was that if i'm on paramount plus it's like Huh, Yellowstone, it's right there if I scroll over, right? And I'm like, you know, Bingo. done with my 10th Big Brother season or whatever. Uh, you know, but... Yellowstone, <laughs> how about yellow? No. Okay. Guys, we're the meme right now where we're like 40 minutes into the podcast. Like, all right, let's just jump right into it here. That's a great transition into Ingrid Goes West. <laughs> no. Okay. I, th- I was going to talk about Yellowstone for like 20 more minutes, but okay, fine. A Fuck show that's not a no, exactly. But you know me. I'm a gifted conversationalist. <laughs> um. The couple that yogas together stays together. Hashtag perfect. True romance vibes. Hashtag yes. perfect. Perfect. Congratulations. Oh my god. It's Ingrid Sorburn. I thought she was in an insane asylum. <laughs> in the sunshine, swim in the sea. Hashtag California. LA is the best. I'm making a ton of new friends. You should totally follow me on Instagram. Are you an escort or something? Suspicious. Can I treat? I'm calling about a lost dog named Roscoe. <laughs> Confusing her with one of your Insta fans. 
You are by far the coolest, most interesting person I've ever met. <laughs> You're so funny. I love you so much. You're amazing. My best friend Taylor has been helping me explore my creative side. If you got lower, that would be better. You mean on the floor? Yeah. Thanks, you're the best. I need you to tell everyone you're my boyfriend. What is this? Why are you acting like this? You don't even like these people. I do like them. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's dope. <laughs> Nikki, where's my phone? Your password to your phone is my sister's birthday. I'm not a psychopath. I own you. I just want to be her friend. Are you actually insane? money please uh uh why did you uh bring this one to us and uh you know your relationship with the phone? justify yourself and yeah. your existence <laughs> justified another great just uh, good show program. great <laughs> fucking show character actor heaven if you want to watch a fucking character actor of the week you just you you get mckelty mckelty williamson fucking margot martindale all mm-hmm. the people you would want just character actor heaven you got fucking uh what's his fucking name? Um uh bamboozled uh white guy. Oh Michael Rappaport. Yeah, you got Michael Rappaport doing a horrible <laughs> New Orleans accent. Everything hilarious. you could want. Um okay, yeah, go on. Sorry. Okay, anyhow. Ingrid. She went west. He didn't um, go west. I, I did I did hear that. Yeah, once upon a time, Ingrid went west. Um, so, uh, my relationship with this movie, um, did not see it when it came out. Um, I saw this for the first time earlier this year. Um, oh, really? Yes. Um, I do not know what even compelled me to watch it. Usually I'll have like, some like method to my madness and like what I'm watching when I think this was like a a very random like saw it on a streaming service and threw it on however this was a hashtag plane watch for me um hell yeah love um, a good plane watch love a good plane en route to uh Jamaica see if I traveled more this is a sidebar if I traveled more I would a hundred percent like make Plane watch like a list on it, um, letterbox. Be a great plane watch movies. Love that list. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you know, pitch that to uh some publication. Um, and just like a running column, like yeah, you could you could spin that into something. A substack. Yeah, (laughs) would love it. All right, subscribe. That newsletter would be substack.planewatch.com. Absolutely. (laughs) Plane watch with team money. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. I also I think it's crazy. I, I think another idea in like three years. You could have Team Money Army just buy out flights just <laughs> to just watch movies in them. 
It's true. Yeah. It's like, There's enough. You're not them. going. I know. You're like commanding your army to like not go to the theaters anymore. Just it's true. I only watch movies like, on planes now. It's a movement. Like, <laughs> it's a movement. Death, death to the theater experience. Like long live the the plane experience. <laughs> there is like, truly nothing like a good plane movie. It's always nice really, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like the ultimate commitment. Um, you know what's better anyway. though? A train movie. I love train movies. Train movie? Yeah. I actually, yeah, I have watched a movie on a train this year. Um, it's nice. It's a nice film. Mm-hmm. I watched Anyways. The Accountant with a friend, my best friend. Hell yeah. Back in like 2017 on a train. It was a lovely, lovely, lovely time. Lovely time all around. <laughs> the Accountant. When I, uh, when I saw it. Right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. When I saw uh, the counselor again for the for our pod about it, um, I saw it on a train, and I'm like, "This doesn't feel right." <laughs> like the vibes are off. With the counselor. That is actually kind of that's a movie you don't want to watch on the train. I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch that with anybody. I want to watch that like by myself. I don't like that's not like a communal like. Oh, isn't this cool? It's like no, I don't, I don't. Uh, no, 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 thank you. Best case was that um, I it was it was it wasn't a very pack, uh, full train so. You, you didn't like nudge the person next to you like huh, you see this it's a pretty gnarly yeah. scene was there she's a stranger fucking, on she's the fucking the car she's fucking the car <laughs> yeah, yeah, see? yeah. <laughs> check it out bro um <laughs> no i mean i so i watched it on the plane i had been wanting to see it for a long time because i love aubrey plaza from um parks and rec one of my favorite shows of all time um and I mean that was a major off for me, definitely. Um, and and I think I heard good things about it. I heard about it when it came out. I want to say, don't quote me on this, but I want to say, um, like they were showing that movie at the Music Box when it came out, and Aubrey Plaza was even here to promote it. Um, because if we mean, think back to 2017, this was like a big movie for her. Like, I'd be coming. surprised if that wasn't true. Yeah. I feel it, yeah, like it feels, true. feels true. Yeah. It was yeah. like very soon after Parks and Rec, and, and this was like a big she, like role. She also her. produced this. Okay. That and, makes sense. It, and it's yeah. one of those movies. I feel like that's happening with everything now. It's one of the I feel like anytime you have a big actor starring in something that would be considered an indie, and you think and it's very much like a role for them, you're like, oh, yeah. well, so they produced this. It's like it happens every time. Every time. Did either of you guys see, and we'll probably get into Aubrey Plaza talk later, but did either of you see uh, the Little Hours? No, um, that was her first producing credit, and that's another indie where she shepherded like the entire thing into, and also a Sundance premiere like this one was, and she's sort of like this. This movie was important to me, and it was like it was really fun to like bring this sort of like a, a different style of comedy and. Uh, no, and what, and, and what this, was the and this, film show that she uh that she hosted? The uh, uh, Independent, Independent Spirit Spirits? Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this oh, is yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's her that's her realm. I mean, she was yeah. in an independent movie that she probably produced this year as well. Yeah, Emily the Criminal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right, she yeah. has eighty. Oh, she has yeah. an she has an amazing career. Yeah, and it seems like she has like. I mean, I don't think we should get into the full plaza conversation yet, but it seems like she has like really like expansive taste in cinema and everything. Like, yeah, for sure. Has I don't know if she's been in the Criterion Closet or whatever, but I've definitely seen her like put out like lists or whatever of her favorite movies. 
Our so good friend on. Mitchell, did they they interviewed That's her, right. right. Yeah, yes. Mitchell interviewed Aubrey Plaza for yeah. uh, the criminal. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, they, and, and she had like a ton of like, you know, it's one of the like I think like her first pick was some Cassavetti's film. Um mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, that like she's yeah, hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah, she went to NYU. Um yeah. Which you wouldn't have been. expected uh, just from watching her on Parks and Rec. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that no, is absolutely, truly a different person. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but no, I mean, I loved the movie. Uh, I thought, you know, the movie came out in 2017, so we're five years out. Um, mm-hmm. and, and she's done a lot, kind of a lot since then. Um, yeah, I would not, say so. She's done a lot, but not a lot of like high. Um, no, nothing crazy. Not not like blockbusters or anything. No, it's been no, a lot no, of no, indie no. stuff. Yeah, um, which is cool. Um, I I think probably the biggest thing she's done is what's airing right now with um, White Lotus. Yeah. Um, just popularity wise, but anyway, so good in that. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. We'll get off to all that, but uh, great movie. It's came out in 2017. I still think all it. The way it handles social media and and everything, it feels very modern. It, I think if the movie came out now, it wouldn't be much different at all. I think uh, the only difference might be, I don't think TikTok was around in 2017. No, yeah, that's um, what it would it. be now. Yeah. It would be TikTok, right? Um, I, that's the main difference. But yeah, I I loved it and rewatching it for the pod. I mean. I think I loved it even more, honestly, the second time around. So, how long? How long was the distance between you watching it for the first time and you rewatching it? You said it was in the summer, I think. Yeah, in the summer, so yeah. about okay. six months. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the movie's like so smart and and well realized. I think, and uh, it does remind me of this movie that I think would be the version of it if it came out in 2022 called Not Okay. Uh, with Zoe Deutsch it's fine I I think that uh, Ingrid is a much more interesting character than the Deutsch character and not okay Um, that one's a little bit more hollow but uh, this one I saw half of I guess because I saw in 2017 with my sister and um, uh, we you know, I, I heard good things out of Sundance and we both thought uh, the the idea of the, of the film would, like sounded really cool. Um, we got to, you know, she, she pepper sprays Meredith Hagner uh, in the face at her wedding and uh, she gets noticed at, at the grocery store and she keys the car. The projector breaks. Uh, <laughs> and they were like, ah, oh, this sucks. I, <laughs> and I don't then, even know if that's think, half. That's like a yeah. fifth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, honestly, yeah, I was like really loose with half, but and then they give us vouchers. I forget we used it for something else, but I think we used it on Star Wars: Last Jedi, maybe. But um, mm, not not a bad not a bad choice. But and then yeah, and then uh, finally got to see the rest for for this because it was just like it was one of those things where it's like oh yeah, I should finish that, and I just um, yeah, you put it off and you're just like oh it'll yeah, happen yeah, when it yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it is one of those things where you're just like I don't know. Like I, it, it's hard to kind of come back to something once you it started. That's why I, I, people always 
telling me about how like they'll watch a half half a movie here and then the rest half later and i not me i don't know that's just not yeah, that's kind of crazy like you only like, you if heard that, like like forced like i would never like voluntarily do that right yeah people will say oh yeah i watched the first half last night i'll finish it tomorrow i'm just like what the fuck are you talking <laughs> like you heard that a lot when the irishman was coming out like someone like made that post like splitting into four sections Ridiculous. like what is like how on? dare you Ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like i and i know and i'm sorry no one could ever fucking tell me unless they're you have that time somewhere. Somewhere. You do. You do. You do. I know all of your viewing habits, you fucking cretins. Come on. Uh, yeah, but, like, I knew the like, the premise and, like, the cast, like, it sounded really interesting. And, um, yeah, like, Tyler, the, like, Aubrey Plaza starring role um, sounded so interesting because, like, her as a, as a celebrity and as a screen presence, like, it's just, like, is so interesting. Like, I can't compare her to anyone else yeah she's definitely like an idiosyncratic person just yeah. in general um and i think sometimes that word nowadays can be taken as a like you roll your eyes the moment you hear it because it so because it all it all feels kind of forced now these different like oh look at me i'm kind of off the wall or whatever she's one of those people who is like it's genuine because you'll see cracks in that you'll see like genuine emotion or like or, or, or um genuine like thoughts and opinions and stuff and other times you're just like i like then she like becomes an enigma again but yeah it's like fucking yeah she's one of those people who i'm not yeah i'm not annoyed by her antics like when she's she, like, always she, a really funny um guest on like talk shows yeah i was just gonna say she what what what'd she do she licked colbert's face at one point yeah yeah it's like and she's on hot ones right right and it's like she has her and that's the thing I, and it's interesting that she's been kind of able to escape the april Ludgate, but also embrace it in a way because mm-hmm. the whole thing of april is like you can never tell when she was actually like being genuine because everything is yeah. like either like a lie or sarcastic or like ironic and i don't think she's quite like that but she has those shades of her but it's yeah. very much like she is very much obvious. Positive. Like you, then, so then you'll catch her in a conversation about fucking Cassavetes or something, and then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is her. Oh yeah, she's been making the right moves, even though like yeah, like I think, and yeah, the moment she's done with um, Parks and Rec, she has like like a few hiccups. She has like. Uh, what's this like you know like these kind of random comedies and then she's in like these studio comedies where she's like pawned off as like a supporting supporting character like dirty grandpa and mike and dave need wedding dates or whatever and she's in a show but i think and it's gonna kind of this is gonna sound a little cringy but i think the her the the shift is the back-to-back of legion and Ingrid goes west. That's Legion. when she's like, okay, yeah. she's making like yeah. real perfect. Like this is like a real. These are real choices she's making. She's making a turn in her career, not necessarily from something that isn't her. Like I don't think these were totally unexpected turns. Maybe Legion a little bit so because that character is really fucked up. But it's the it's the idea of her making these very distinct on purpose choices of how she wants to be seen from now on um so i i think that's those are the two projects that started that well well, those both those those projects happened in 2017 
Obviously, mm-hmm. Who Goes West was probably filmed in either 16 or 15, and you know, she produced that, shepherded the project somewhat. Um, I don't know, I don't know all of the pre-production story or like what, like how like if she was involved from it, like step by step. Um, but yeah, but this then, but those two, I think. Then she turns into just like making like very distinct choices. She's still in like random shit a lot, like random TV appearances, like Drunk History, and she like tries oh, to do the Child's Play uh, reboot that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. But then she then but then you know then and she ends with Legion in twenty nineteen. But then she does Black Bear, and then mm-hmm. she does uh, Happiest Season, which, which is, is kind of yeah which is her closest like studio thing at that point besides Child's Play. Mm-hmm. It's like. And it's maybe her most like like and also yeah. like like happiest season's legacy now is that she won the movie and that a lot of people think Kristen Stewart yeah. should have ended up with her and not Mackenzie Davis. Yeah. Um she wasn't like being like quote unquote like Aubrey Plaza like person. Right, she wasn't that being the, like the ditzy enigma who you can never really no, she was like being like a like a person. Like a person, yeah. And yeah, and I think that's when she like kind of planted her flag as one of the most likable actresses in Hollywood. Like I just mm-hmm. don't I don't hear the I'm t- I'm exhausted like I'm kind of annoyed or tired of Aubrey Plaza. It's just not a, that's not a discourse that I see. Maybe I'm missing yeah. something, but and now it's think- it's crazy. She's gonna be working with like Guy Ritchie and Francis Ford Coppola next, which is like right. wow, it's like people are attracted to you. Yeah. Right, and she and Black Bear is like mm-hmm. a big success. I, I mean, I don't know if it's financially financially successful, but it's a big critical success, and I think mm-hmm. it's a, like a super worthy project to have to have under your belt. Uh, I certainly liked it a lot. Um, I know some people loved it. I know some people didn't. You know, I, I don't think it was necessarily divisive, but I, you know, there you know people have various. I guess the curious it. case with that one is like it was just kind of like shoved in the pandemic like okay have this and then like, right right i mean it's still like it was on hulu it's i think it's still there is i think a decent amount of people will saw i don't know like the numbers or anything mm-hmm. but yeah and then she's in this random project and then the white lotus obviously and emily the criminal and like this other shit that i can't even like bestsellers i don't know what the fuck that is so michael king movie she was in okay um but she, yeah she's making like she hasn't had like the a huge hit yet whether it be critically or financially like all of them either of them like a lot of them are maybe like um you know third base hits or whatever like things that are like close to home run but are like no that was like super solid um uh but like yeah i i don't know it's interesting but now the unfortunate part is yes of course she's working with these you know like these interesting directors but she's also has has now finally become part of the Marvel brand. She's going to be in the Catherine Hahn spinoff show. I was going to ask oh. that. I, I thought I heard that, but I wasn't sure. And um, out of all of the projects, I think that's like one of the ones where you're like, okay, I don't, she'll probably survive that. Like, that'll be fine. I doubt like she was gonna do you know what I mean like it's one of those things where you're like all right she you know that pro that's fine She'll... I think it's gonna be like a one-off like I don't think right. she's like sucked into the universe and gonna exactly. be in it for the next 10 years now yeah like what I think it'll be like Ethan Hawke right show. yeah yeah exactly. yeah it'll be on Disney plus and she'll make a buck and then she'll be gone yeah, unlike her cool. co-star in this movie <laughs> Elizabeth or uh, yeah yeah right, 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 right. her co-stars in this movie true 
Um, but really, Elizabeth Olsen is the one that I'm like, right? Of course, she, where you're she, like, yeah. she got sucked into the machine. Yeah, dominated the last ten years of her career. And then um, I think she realized it until it was too late. Where it's like yeah. now, like when Multiverse of Madness was coming out, she's like, like always feel the same to me, or something like along those lines. And um, but it's it's a real shame because Lizzie Olsen is fantastic in this. For real, yeah. And this and no, not this movie. Her being cast in Age of Ultron, I believe, was her first. Um, that was like hot off the heels of her breakout and Martha Marcy May Marlene, which mm-hmm. I which I did see when it came out and was like, oh holy shit, who is this? Yeah, moment. She, um, and she had that and Facebook I, show that exists apparently that like people. That's right. Liked. Yeah. Um, I never saw that. No one. Did. That that was later on though. I'm mm-hmm. talking like yeah. this was like ten years ago. Um, and everybody thought she would be like a huge star after Mar- Marcy May Mar- Marlene, and so they're like, okay, she's now she's gonna be in the Avengers, but she's like, like the weakest character in the Avengers. Like, a she she was cast like doing this Russian accent that she dropped after that movie, where she was like, mm. fuck this. <laughs> And she never got her own movie until 10 years later now. And, and Doctor Strange is kind of her movie. And WandaVision, I guess. Um, WandaVision definitely is, obviously. Uh, but that was obviously like a Disney Plus. And yeah. did, actually, didn't she get nominated for Emmy for that? I She probably did. I mean, yeah, she... Yeah, I don't know. Whatever you think about that show, I think... I mean, I don't know. It's pretty safe to say she's pretty good in it. Like, she's... Oh, giving... uh, yeah. She's give, yeah. gives a hell of a performance in it. And I think, and it's one of those things where I'm like, if she got that. I think that's not, I'm not saying that makes up for all those years that Marvel kind of wasted on her, but it's like, I think that's at least, at least she kind of left with something. And of course she'll probably come back at some point. I don't think she's going to any, I don't think any time in the near, near future, but um I, I think, but it, uh, at least she was able to get some acclaim and some love from that and then kind of bounce. Mm-hmm. Um, I like her as the character. Obvi- I, I think obviously the latter, like I think Infinity War is when she actually becomes like a character. I guess Civil War a little bit too. But Infinity War is when she's like, oh, she has like maybe a plot line to have. Um, and of course, you know, it, it's followed up from WandaVision, which is a mixed bag, obviously. Just much like, you know, like most Marvel things um but yeah no, she definitely... has some like some of their high highest highs though i would say in one oh yeah for sure like I mean, there's yeah, some really good episodes yeah exactly yeah mm. and, and and yeah she's also yeah and she also benefited not maybe not benefited but she was definitely like one division was big that was the big one and that was the one that like really like made was a topic of a conversation and stuff everything else after that has been don't just, forget like, about godzilla Right. oh my god right. yeah and i'm just looking at this now this is that's literally like the only notable like big name thing she's had outside of the marvel stuff and i mean speaking of sheridan but also wind river wind river um, yeah yeah like it, it's nuts because it's like yeah going through the filmography again it's like not even that many movies that aren't real but it's just literally nothing in between mcu stuff um like her 2017 is this wind river and kodachrome uh that that movie with ed harris and jason sudeikis um yeah that we all remember no and we're in theaters for 
uh it, it, no but it's just insane where it's just like you know i had a I guess like she had a break in between MCU stuff and didn't wanted to do some smaller projects, but then like, like not much since then. I have well, to see I, Wind well, River now. She's going to be in the mid. Wind River is coming. That's crazy. You um, haven't seen Wind River. I haven't. I got to complete the verse. Yeah, you got to do the Sheridan, man. You got to, you know, Tyler Tyler Sheridan over here. Um, oh yeah, I, I it's I, I it seems like she's going to be in this miniseries, which is like I'm tired of the miniseries, but okay uh some something that looks like a thing that exists that seems fine love and death two church-going couples enjoy small town family life in texas until somebody picks up an axe cool whatever sure that sounds fine it's directed by someone who also directs a lot of television oh sure it's an episode of leftovers okay whatever but that's really in the leftovers no, no, no! Sorry, the um, the person the person who's direct who directed the uh, upcoming miniseries she's in also has directed an episode of The Leftovers. Hmm. Um, but I don't know, man. I wanted to do stuff. Um, obviously, she has, you know, she has the option to do or not to do things. But right, um, right. You know, she wants. I saw someone tweet like recently, like. Uh... I don't know how much longer we can we we're able to say that too. Um, like, <laughs> funny. as no, Lizzie Olson is the sister of Mary Kate Ashley. Like, in 2022, are we still discovering this? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, people well, the funny thing is, okay, if you went up to say a 17 year old, do those do they know who those are? The Olsen twins? No, no way. Even if you gave, even if you showed them a picture, would they even know who the, they are? Uh, I guess the only way would be if, like, they're, they had somehow, like, if their parents showed them, like, episodes of Full House. Yeah, I was thinking the same. And I think maybe one of them is now a fashion mogul. Um, and I don't know if mm-hmm. the other ones are. I think one's also like, married to, like, royalty. I don't know. They, they're doing weird shit. Like, like when I was a kid, royalty. they were still popular because, like, Full House was on TV all the time. I watched it all the time. Plus, like in the early 2000s, they were still trying to be like legit stars. And they had that like New York movie. I forgot what it's called. Um, but at some point that like faded sharply. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so now it's like she, the uh, Lizzie is uh, Liz Olson. Elizabeth Olson is like the only one who has like any. Yeah. even something even close to cultural relevance yeah um, like the only times i hear fucking the olsen twins get brought up is when john oliver makes that running gag on his show about <laughs> them being the same person yeah. that's literally it that's what they've become now yeah they're, that they're just a running gag that only like adults will get from the john oliver show that's it I um, guess not, they're not to sound cruel, I guess, but still. When is their renaissance gonna happen? Like Lindsay yeah. Lohan or something. Yeah, when's, I think, when's their when's their Hallmark movie? Again, I think one of them is married to like like a fucking like oil tycoon or something. I forget. But like well, and one of I think one of them's a fashion mogul. I think they're set. I think they got money. I think they're fine, but yeah, it's sure. interesting. It's just it's truly Let's like be honest, people... if they did a Netflix rom com, like people would watch that shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right but until then it's just yeah but it is funny like they were easily the most maybe the most famous twins in hollywood history or like close and now they're probably yeah 
were the Marx Brothers twins? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Um, but I, I think it's one of those. So they were probably, yeah, the most famous twins in Hollywood history. And now they've just. What about the Winklevoss twin? No. Um... <laughs> I don't think they're. I don't think they're online either. The Olsen twins. No. Why would it. they? What do they have on to Instagram. Prove? Yeah, exactly. They're done. They I, haven't I, gone west. I, res- I respect that <laughs> shit, man. I re- I respect it when a celebrity when they they got their bag and yeah. they retired at thirty or whatever, and then they're done and they do whatever the fuck they want. I respect that shit so hard. Yeah, and it makes this role from Lizzie Olsen even more interesting and. Um, I don't think immersive she's on that just, I was just gonna say that Lizzie Olsen isn't on Instagram and she's not on like any and online space and um you know and also to Aubrey Plaza like she's never been like an annoying presence like she's always just been to like lightly promote and just like yeah. she's not a constant figure on there um and, and to have these two like not and they're not actors who are like self-critical of their online selves as well um and uh, yeah, like Lizzie Olsen is completely believable as Taylor, just like, even though she has like no understanding and is very scared of like what social media can can do to a person's image of themselves and of others. Uh, like, I mean, also it goes to Tyler's point, like, I think the film is like really out of its time and would be so different now, but I think it like doesn't feel dated from five years ago. I think it came out at the perfect time because oh, if, totally. the, if the movie came out even a couple like influencer years earlier, wasn't really like that popular of a term back then. Like it was only just starting. And the yeah. hashtag stuff, like that doesn't really even happen that much anymore. I mean, maybe I'm being ignorant, but it's not like I feel like there was a time in culture where it's like hashtag this, hashtag that, hashtag life, hashtag, you know, all this shit. And I think we've gotten to a point where I think I think we're kind of calmed down with that. Yeah. It, I think we saw some of that in We Are Your Friends. Uh, hashtag flame watch, though. But, uh, <laughs> no, I think, like, obviously this movie really puts Instagram, like, front and center. Uh, and, you know, if the movie came out a couple years earlier, Instagram wasn't as big a few years earlier as it was by 2017 like by 2017 like facebook was already like out of vogue um and so it made sense that this would be it and when they show i mean obviously they're showing the screen a lot and the app looks like at least pretty similar to what it looks like now except yeah it's crazy how they just have not changed their interface like even a little bit yeah, the one thing that bugged me was uh, they were not using dark mode, which, how dare they? Um, that's so funny. <laughs> so, that's such a funny thing for you for you to get bugged about. It's very, yeah. I love it. I mean, it, yeah. I forget who I was talking about that the other day, but it's like, how can you not use dark mode? But anyways, I think um, for me, like, obviously, Audrey Plaza is like, the draw of the movie she's front and center she has the most showy performance she went west she did go west um jesus and but like for me the supporting cast is like so damn good and i would almost say like plaza is actually not my favorite performance in the movie I, i would point to maybe a couple others that are just like 
maybe it's just because it's like my second watch and I'm like noticing like more details, but Elizabeth Olsen is just like knocks it out of the park. I don't know anybody could do that part better. She just seems like such like so she is like the influencer. Yep. And and I have the Californian super soldier. If I made a Californian in the lab, it would be Elizabeth Olsen. Hundred percent. And I will just say, I went to Southern California for the first time this summer, um, just to hang out with friends um, for a weekend, and we went to Joshua Tree actually, Hell yeah. which is featured in the movie. So, it, like watching it this time, it kind of hit different because I'm like, this movie is like nailing the vibe of like SoCal. Mm-hmm. Um, and just they really like, got the most Californian motherfuckers in this movie. Yeah. Wyatt Russell, like, oh my god, he's like so SoCal, um, yeah. with his little like man bun in the back. Um, yeah, he's like fucking Kurt, like yeah, Kurt Russell and Mac, you know, and uh, oh wow, I'm blanking on her name, Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Goldie Hawn, thank you. I was gonna say yeah. something close to that, but would be wrong. Um, yeah, like he, he is, yeah, he's a Californian libertarian wet dream. Like that's what <laughs> that was. That's I mean, I don't think Wyatt Russell's libertarian, but I know Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Um, or they yeah. were at some point. Um, but yeah, no, like they're Californian royalty. And mm-hmm. in Billy Magnuson, I mean, I maybe he 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 seems like a Californian douchebag, but in a lovely mm-hmm. way. Uh, Billy Madison is from New York. <laughs> Fuck me, never mind. Um, um, I think I guess maybe did. I just think blonde people are from California. O'Shea Jackson from O'Shea Oakland, Jackson, obviously. obviously from Oakland. Yeah. I mean, also, yeah, and also, like, if you follow him on Twitter, like, maybe the biggest Laker fan I know. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like the dude, and I love how they make that part of his character. Is like how he has a lot of like Laker gear. He is such a Laker motherfucker. Yeah, um, he's so good in that too. He's and my that, favorite performance. I think yeah. he's incredible. Yeah, he's really good. He's so likable. Like, I'm uh, mad at what Hollywood has done with him. He yeah. should be like a movie star. And For I know sure. maybe I'm kind of going. I'm maybe I'm going a little too far, but he's already the way better than an actor than his dad. Shows much more versatility. I would um, agree, but I think his dad is good too. I do um, too, but like. His dad couldn't do this. This no. is like he couldn't have done Ingrid Goes West. But O'Shea can play his dad and also do this. Um, True. Li- literally. Um, I. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Straight I out think, of Compton. That was exactly. Was. Yeah, and she and he's a split spitting image of his father. Is that good? Image. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like it's a puff piece, but it's good. It's, as as far as those kind of movies go, I think it's one of that, the. I think ones. that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah, like, for you know, what those it is. movies that yeah. usually suck, that one doesn't suck. That's how I would put mm-hmm. it. Right. Um, cool. The soundtracks, you know, of course, like the, it, it's one of those things that that's a, like Bohemian Rhapsody was so bad that that soundtrack couldn't save it. <laughs> um, but like uh, Straight Outta Compton is like it's such good music and it's you know and F. Gary Gray is just not a bad director I don't he's just he's uh, just... have you seen uh, <laughs> have you seen Fast 8 like Men, are, Men in Black International okay but well okay so, okay, Fast 8 maybe he gets shit for but if you read anything about Men in Black International you know he didn't direct that movie really? um, oh yeah not not even a little bit Um, which is whatever but like he makes solid yeah. I don't think I, I I do not think he's a bad director. Hey, Straight Out Compton was a hit. 
hey guys be cool yeah. all right that's true. oh my god that's true let's be cool that was him i didn't uh, know yeah uh uh it's cool to see that o'shea jackson is gonna be in cocaine bear next year which is hell yeah a very exciting uh, uh although project. directed by elizabeth banks elizabeth like, banks yeah lizzie banks yeah someone who doesn't yeah and he was in the o- obi-wan show i'm pretty sure truly- cocaine bear is one of uh, ray liotta's last projects as well oh, he was in obi-wan I do not yeah. remember that. And I watched that show. I know. That's the thing. He was in it for like, and he played, and he was good for what he was given, but it was, it was such a bummer because his, his character was nothing. He was given nothing. And you can tell he's a huge nerd. I mean, that's why he's in like the Godzilla movie. Like he was in Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, I, I forgot he was in that. Too. Well, I don't even remember him. In that. Um, no, he's legit good in um, what's the heist movie. Den, Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves. Oh dang! Yeah, I need. It's one of those movies that it. That's a. That's another thing that's super clay core, but I haven't watched it yet. Dang, oh, um, Emily, Ty, are, are are you gonna bring Den of Thieves to the pod, dude? Let's no just end this podcast really right now. Um, but yeah, they're making so, a sequel. Oh shit! Yes, they are. But he is. Yeah, he's insanely charming in this, and I think anytime I see him, I'm super pleased and surprised and really taking the back at how good of an actor he is um i want him more things apparently he's in just mercy i have not seen that but he's probably great in it he's in long shot he's probably great in it he's just he's he's just always given something and he knocks it out of the park um even though the role is pretty shitty um he he just has a natural charisma um and i i think um good follow on twitter yeah i remember like back like before the lebron era of the lakers like at the end of the kobe era like he would always be like tweeting through it love um it. Love it was good stuff yeah but, he's a ride and die like, ride or die like your fan yeah he's also a huge nerd i mean I, like i said God, he's like a huge godzilla nerd loves star wars like so i bet he's i bet a lot of that batman shit is kind of him like yeah God, it is, it is. Like, yeah he's he said man. so in interviews like yeah, That's that was cool. pretty much like he He's... texted Aubrey like I'm Batman. But, like that was the first text they had ever sent. Crazy. It was like He's out of context. Kid. That's and it, it was in Aubrey Plaza was telling the story where he's where he was like, Yeah, I didn't know, like I hadn't read the script yet. Like I just texted that like without knowing my character okay well now that's bizarre okay that, that, yeah, that is yeah. Her, yeah and she tells the story where it's like her Matt Spicer and um O'Shea Jackson were were meeting and or just like yeah wait you guys want me to play a part in a movie and, and she just got like the I'm Batman text from O'Shea like what <laughs> but that's very fun yeah no it's insane here we go um he okay here's the medium version he was a um presenter at an award show with me I had like a very brief moment of eye contact with him. I just read the script, so it was fresh in my mind. And then on Twitter that night, um, he inst- uh, tw- tweeted me like something, a joke, something that was like, yo, at Evil Hag, throwing me shade backstage or something. And I didn't understand what, what that meant, and I <laughs> didn't understand what he was talking about. But then I thought like, oh, he's like, you know, cosmically like sending me a message and I, th- I was thinking about the script a lot, and I thought, well, maybe he would be a great Dan Pinto. And so you all know that Dan Pinto was obsessed with Batman, um, which is important. 
uh, for this story because I basically DM'd him on Twitter and I said, hey, I just read a script. It's really interesting and maybe you would want to be in it and if you want to hear more about it, here's my cell phone and my email address and like maybe you'd like to be in it. I don't know. It was just an idea I had and I wasn't really expecting anything. And then I kind of let that go and then a couple days later I got a text message from an unknown number that said, yo, what's up? It's Batman. <laughs> and... I read the text and immediately was like, well, it must be O'Shea, and he must want to do the movie. Yeah. He must have loved it, and he wants to do it. So I texted Spicer, and I said, um, I think he's in. I'm going to have a meeting with him and find out. And so we set a date to have a meeting, and we met at a bar at a reasonable hour. And... Um, <laughs> Things progressed, and I tried to play it cool at first, and I didn't mention the movie because I thought, this is a Hollywood business meeting, let's not rush into anything, and, <laughs> and then somewhere along the line, I finally was like, all right, I'm going to say it, and I said, so do you want to do the movie? And he was like, what movie? <laughs> and I was like, the Batman movie, and he was like, that I emailed you, and he was like, you don't have my email. And then I looked in my phone to find the email that, where I'd sent him the script, because, of course, I thought that he had read it, and I couldn't find the email. And then I realized that um, I didn't have his email. I'd never sent him the script. <laughs> he had no idea why I had asked him to meet me at a bar, and <laughs> he had other ideas about what was going to happen. And at that point, I was like, listen, I, why did you say you were Batman? Because if you didn't read the script, then how would you know? And he said, I am Batman. That's just who I am. <laughs> For real. And I was like, this is not up to us. This is some otherworldly stuff. Uh, uh -huh. And he couldn't believe that I thought I was in a Hollywood meeting. And I was like, we're making deals. Um, and he was like, you're crazy. Uh, I thought we were on a date. Or, and I was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> so then... <laughs> <laughs> So then, basically, I was once once we realized, oh, he had never read the script, but he, in real life he thinks he's Batman. I was like, you are the character, and now I'm not doing the movie if you don't do it. So you have to do it, or I will bail. So it became, and then I told Spicer, and then eventually he actually read the script, and then we just aggressively were like, you're doing it, you have to do it, you are Dan Pinto, and then he did it. Yeah, yeah, he's he, it's so crazy that Ice Cube's his father. Like, one of the most, mm -hmm. you know, like, at the at one point, one of the most intimidating rappers, like, you know, see, you know, maybe a, you know, Black Hebrew Israelite, you know, I don't want to cast dispersions or ag allegations, but I um, He, honestly, though, he had a natural charisma in movies, too. Like, mm -hmm. true, when but he, he, was he was starting like, out. I feel like you have to be somewhat on when you're around him. It feels like you can't like necessarily leave your guard down. He's just I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm. Only I know what you mean. He's like a very more, select. Yeah, he has more of a presence to him, whereas his son is more of like a regular guy. Yeah, he's like yeah, a for dude, sure. and that's yeah. and that's and that's funny because he was probably he grew up you know probably in a you know very much like a. I mean, he grew up in Compton. Yeah. 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 Like well, yeah, and like his son's probably like you know very much like a well-off rich kid uh californian who grew up around a lot of fame and stuff so that's it's interesting yeah it, it, he is one of those people who i'm like it's kind of weird that you're normal like you kind of shouldn't be normal you should be like a rich person yeah but, you should be a, and he you is should be like a troublemaker yeah 
well, it's not even a troublemaker. He just shouldn't be like, it shouldn't seem like I can walk up and be like, hey, how's it doing, man? He's like, oh, yeah, hey, cool. It's cool. It's <laughs> like, you know, he should be like very much like high class, but he mm-hmm. isn't like even a little bit. It's, yeah, he's almost too, he's almost too like down to earth in a way. Maybe not mm-hmm. too, like, I'm not saying that's like a bad thing, but it, 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 it it surprises me again, like you know, yeah. being a son of one of the most famous rappers of all time and him just being like, yeah, no, I'm chill. I'm like, I love Godzilla and I tweet about the Lakers. That's it. That's who he is. <laughs> I love Batman. And it's just, yeah. And it's, yeah. It's just like, okay, that's interesting. I don't know. Like it's, it's interesting. Um, no, I love him. I, I want him to do more things. I think he's incredible in this movie. I think he's so joyful and, has a lot of different like you know he's always like even with how little he's been given he's already shown an incredible amount of range in such a little part of his career um mm-hmm. i just want him to do more yeah there's this there's this one interview where he was like um the entire it was that sundance and the entire cast was asked like what's everyone's relationship with instagram everyone's like kind of quiet what's like oh yeah you know we use it sometimes and like lizzie olsen's not online like why else is not online um then O'Shea he's like I love Instagram <laughs> he's just like it's great like like uh, I love the filters yeah, I, uh, I take pictures of my food where he's just like it's crazy he's not cringy yeah he should be yeah. so cringy yeah, that's, that's a good point yeah he should he because it's one of those you know like a lot of those celebrities who just try too hard to just be like a regular person like oh yeah I use Instagram just like everybody else but it always comes off as genuine it's almost mm-hmm. like yeah I'm the more I think about him as a person and like who he is, it's kind of just a shock. It, it's just a surprise all around. What like his interests, how he carries himself, like the type of and how like how he's not really interested in being in like having some brand. Like I feel like if you grow up in you know rappers have very much like a distinct and on purpose. This is how I present myself. This is how this is my aesthetic. I think musicians in general not just rappers but rappers particularly is just like they are very much they are attached to an aesthetic and a brand um because that's you know they're all part of a different they have to differentiate themselves in a very crowded field and they also have to make themselves known as an individual um but for him he's it seems all just very like i don't it just doesn't seem like he thinks about any of that it doesn't think it, it it doesn't seem like he actually like cares i mean yeah, i don't think he tries to make himself look yeah. bad but i don't think he has any actual like like i just can't imagine like other actors just being like a fucking goofball and like i love i'm such a godzilla and i'm so glad i'm in this movie this fucking, like it, like 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 he's like it's almost like he doesn't deserve it almost in a way that's like how he carries himself and it's just like if you're a kid of nepotism you would think they would be more arrogant and like more expecting of the things they've been given but it does yeah recently lily lily rose death like lashed out at somebody and was like you know you shouldn't classify me as nepotism um child because like i paved my own path or whatever i'm like yeah sure but like i mean it's a fact you are like a child like Like, a very famous person yeah absolutely (laughs) 
it's like, like i don't know I, it doesn't like bot it doesn't bother me if if like actors come from famous people it's just like i don't know just it's like the game don't the don't game. i know exactly it's just like i'd say yeah to the point respect- but if they keep getting like great roles and like they're just not good like that happens right right that's true and it's like it's like um you know before we started that's like, not we a brought surprise up- or whatever i'm not like i i've accepted it yeah mm-hmm. no i i hear you it's it's just like if someone does end up having like a very interesting career like i don't know i, I don't mind that they happen to have famous parents i guess like sure i guess maybe that's the common opinion um like my maya hawk like of course no. like i'm not gonna complain like like yeah. her parents but um i guess you can kind of say that three of the actors in this movie are the result of nepotism mm, yeah i mean and um, i don't it, i don't know if elizabeth, yeah, that's true. elizabeth olsen like is it nepotism if it's your siblings i would think i so. know yeah i mean like cause... considering how big of a deal mary kay and ashley were right and, I mean, um, she's obviously them, surpassed them in, in terms of. Well, like, that's the thing. I was also going to say they're all three amazing examples of nepotism. Like, if they if nepotism worked out this way, where you get Wyatt Russell, Elizabeth Olsen, and OJ Jackson Jr., nepotism would be pretty cool. I would be all. I would be pro nepotism. Yeah. Um, Prepotism. Because yeah. these are three like perfect. Like Wyatt is incredible. Elizabeth is incredible. OJ Jackson's incredible. I love. I love all three of them. Yeah. And like you need O'Shea Jackson to be like the moral center of the movie and, and have Daniel be this like good force where like you wouldn't suspect the landlord to be like so wholesome and, and actually selfless, where right. everybody else is just sort of like they wanna they wanna make friends and, and have actual partnerships and connections, but they're just going at it in like the most backwards and diabolical way, especially with uh with Ingrid, where she's just like you know, I, I want to be famous in on, or she went, she's like, you know, I guess she's looking for fame, but, and she wants to be uh Taylor, but just going at it in like a pretty gross way. Uh, I love uh, the pool, the pool party scene, like, yeah. Um, O'Shea Jackson in that scene, he's like, <laughs> just so chill. Like he, he gets along with the brother. Okay. He's like okay, yeah. he's like no that's my homie man like and she's like are you crazy like this guy's insane he's like i love the vaping of course that's a great yeah, detail vaping yeah. throughout it, like, yeah i mean the i way think that was one of the first the times that i ever i ever ever seen vaping on screen too because like i guess that was the beginning yeah no way. i think people were cal- vaping before that I don't know about on screen, but yeah, well, no, yeah. that's what. I, oh, sorry, that's no, what. I mean, yeah, that's what. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when um, it became prevalent yeah. enough for it to be represented on screen. I think that um, everybody but, did it in my high school. Yeah. <laughs> I think the California of it all can sometimes. It, it's almost. It. I was worried at the beginning when she goes to the restaurant. And it's like, what's, you know, the question of the day, what's your emotional trauma? <laughs> and like, you know, how many, you know, and it stuff's funny, but it, it but I'm like, I, it's, I was really worried. I'm like, okay, how far are we going? Like, how thick are you going to play this on? Because I can only handle so much. And I think for the most part, they handle it pretty well. I think, I, I don't think they get too drawn into the Californication, you know, shout out. Um, <laughs> of the movie i think it 
I, I think it's able to different. I think it's able to keep itself at somewhat of a bay. Like I know it's a, of course it's a satirical film, and obviously it's going to be over the top. But you know, it's one it's one of those things. Like there can only be so many California jokes when you start making. Like I was worried there's going to be an avocado joke. There, are, I guess there is like one avocado toast joke, but it's like it gets to a point where you're just like this is the same joke five different times. Um, but they, I think they do that pretty well. Um, I think some of the Instagram commentary is a bit obvious and a bit uh, perfunctory because um, it's just like sometimes, sometimes it can just be like Instagram is bad for you. It's like yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the key difference, the way I think the way the film kind of gets past that and the way it kind of differentiate itself is, and I haven't seen Zola, but I think I also kind of heard that it's somewhat similar in that way. Is that the the movie almost feels like Instagram in like a very overwhelming way. Um, yeah, eighth grade is also a great example of this. It's mm-hmm. where it's like the film almost encapsulates the social media, um, and the dread and feeling and anxiety you get from it, and how it can overwhelm. Um, and I think that's I think that's deployed really um, expertly at times. Um, I wouldn't say the entire movie of it. I think sometimes they can get too sucked up into just like it's like Instagram it's like Instagram it's like Instagram it's like no no I get it um like I think the better moments are when they kind of sneak it in like when that dude is going to take a picture of them and she keeps asking him to get lower and lower and lower like it's not necessarily set up to have that happen like it kind of feels like it feels so much more natural and so much more character based for that to can like kind of slowly unravel like it's not this instant just like i you want low on the ground now it's like first he takes a picture then just like no 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 and then it gets lower then lower like i think you, i think that timing and building up to that joke i think is really effective and i think in other moments it can be a little they kind of want to get get straight to the joke rather than actually give the proper setup to make it feel more natural rather than just like they thought of a fun thing to say about hippie and california culture or whatever um they just want to shove it in there as fast as possible like i think when they start when they build to it is when it's most effective that makes sense to me i mean um touching on two things that you mentioned i would say first off i haven't really said yet but i found especially on this watch um the second time i found the movie like pretty hilarious i've found myself laughing out loud a lot throughout which is honestly it takes a lot for me (laughs) but i'm like i think the movie's sense of humor about everything is actually really on point and aubrey plaza obviously that's what she brings to it the back section of the movie um the third act especially is like it's a tougher hang than everything before it because like obviously that that's the direction this is going like this isn't going to end well for her um and so I I like the early section of the movie a lot more where it's like you're kind of hanging out with them in Southern California and it's like good vibes and then things get go south pretty quick um but touching off what you said like the the movie's like commentary on social media I think what sets it apart for me is so so much art that we see commenting about social media in, in contemporary society is 
centered around teenagers. Mm. And for me, what I love about this Good movie point. is that these characters are all like around 30. And I think that's really unique. Um, showing how social media is in the lives of actual adults, not teenagers. Um, and it makes the movie feel so much more relatable to me, obviously, and more lived in and, and honestly more nuanced. Um, and I would say it makes us stand out as like the 2010s movie. Mm. Yeah. And that's Very that's why point. eighth grade is um, like a special thing to me that it's it's like so pure. Like I can so feel myself with um with with what what Bo was going for and and we talked about in our episode but it's it, it's just like that middle school dread is so perfect in that one rather than rather than yeah like like you say like rather than here it's all just like adulthood um is uh uh you know it, it's still so complex and we still feel these like jealous um the this jealousy towards others even even if like what we display on it's like the idea that we know like what's displayed online isn't all that's the entire image but it ingrid just has like no idea that she thinks that's like someone's entire life is someone's instagram profile um where she's like and then you like you get that scene with um her crashing meredith agner's charlotte's uh wedding and you're mm-hmm. and it kind of like sets up this dread for her entire relationship with taylor we're like it this is gonna end badly we saw like what happened with the last person that she was uh jealous what that jealous that she was jealous of that got her put into the hospital and mm-hmm. it's not like a matter of like if like it's gonna end poorly but like when um which like sends up this like interesting conflict i just i just couldn't like get over how new like the idea of like influencer culture was um and i think like as a pre-pandemic right. movie as well is really interesting because like I, I think like from what i've seen like now taylor would still be doing like relatable content during the pandemic and trying to like seem like you can get your life together just from doing yoga and dieting and i don't know just to just to like meditating but yet it's someone like like ingrid thinking like oh well these things seem so natural and calming during lockdown like i can i can obtain that by befriending her and, and becoming her but not like following the steps that she's doing just like taking it uh and and yet it's just like i don't know i just feel like this the same thing is going to happen in five five years ago i think one thing the movie doesn't really get into that i probably would more now is like how Taylor would be like monetizing her following. Right. Um, it, it, it's kind of just like, I mean, interestingly enough, the way um, Ingrid finds her is like in a magazine. Yeah. Which that honestly stands out. I mean, I, and what in 2017 too, it's like, how often do you pick up a magazine? But Anyways, she looks her up on Instagram and then Taylor, she just kind of like posts things and is like popular, but it doesn't and seem she like... she has like $250,000. There's no way she would be on a magazine if she had 250000 There's no way. Yeah. She wasn't verified. I, I found that <laughs> notable. 
Yeah. But it didn't seem like she was like making money off her posts, um, mm-hmm. which it, it would certainly be the case now. Well, apparently she said that like, she, I, I, I do really, I, like, I think it's super interesting how she doesn't think of herself. Like, I don't even know if they use the word influencer once. They don't. And that's so fascinating to me because like you said, Jack, it's such a, I guess, I don't know how new it is because there's always been some form of influencers, obviously, especially like in YouTube and Facebook and blah, blah, blah. But it is interesting how it is not necessarily, it hasn't felt super cemented in culture yet. It still, it still feels relatively new. I mean, like we accepted it at that point, but we still weren't necessarily like used to the idea of people can just be influencers. I think in after this movie, there was a label for it, right? And that and uh, before influencer, I think the closest thing that I could think of is YouTuber. But that would those were people that specifically made content for the online. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and it was, but I think influencer. When I think of that, it's someone that's a middle ground between celebrity and social media user that they'll take a product to promote, but they are so obviously glamorous and, um, but yet still try to appear relatable. And I think that's like the irony to me of what Ingrid misses in Taylor that she's like, can't see like, she's clearly hollow. (laughs) And, um, but you know, it's like when you get to that ending and she's basically saying like, you and I aren't the same yet. We're both the same, but we just try to, we see the online space very differently and it was just like yeah but you know I Taylor actually just like puts on a on like some sort of facade but yeah and I think I, I also just love the idea that she calls herself a photographer as in she photograph mm-hmm. you know she photographs things to promote Is that at least that's how she puts it and I think that's that's just something you can't even fathom an influencer describing themselves nowadays because it's just no obviously bullshit um because she's not a photographer she has other people pay, take pictures for her as well so it's like it's yeah. you know it, it's nowadays people would just be like oh no i'm an influencer but then it was still kind of it, it was still kind of lame or not lame but like no one really could understand what the position was that she couldn't even call herself that or felt shame in calling herself that um because it's so because an influencer is just when I hear the word, I feel icky. I think it's an icky thing to do. Um, there's a stigma. It, there's yeah. a stigma, and I and I also it, it, what comes with it is a lot of fucking baggage. And I think is I I think the position in of it itself, in the way it's weaponized, I think is bad. I think it's bad. Um, I don't necessarily. I don't think it's like all influencers are bad people, but I think they are doing a bad thing. Um, I don't think it's good for culture or for people in general. Um, but whatever, the movie makes me point on this. Um, mm. But yeah, so it's, it's it's very much like approaching this and watching this. It's it is truly just like 2017, maybe even 2016. Um, to really just kind of that, it, it, and that's and that can be the issue with these social media satires or like you know or or, or commentaries. It's that social media is one of the most advancing and ever flowing uh, you know in fluid uh technological co- topics ever in our history it, it just keeps on advancing and moving and changing in so many different ways so it, it's almost like the moment you have that be a part of or a major part 
of your project, whether it's like film, television, or a book or whatever, is that it almost instantly makes it dated. And mm -hmm. so that was my, that was what I was kind of knowing that and approaching the film, knowing what it was about, it was very interesting to see like how it would handle that. Does it feel so trapped in its time that it's hard to have real connection to it? And I think sometimes it is. And I think a lot of times it is. I think a lot of times it's able to maintain relevance and maintain, because I think the core of what makes social media a danger and addicting is still true. It's just employed in different ways. Um, and we see different examples of it now. Um, but like you guys said, TikTok would definitely be what, like, what that, this, that would be what this movie is now. Um, there is, I would episode... say maybe not necessarily. Um, cause keep in mind, like I said, these characters are like, like 30 ish. And oh, like, I see. Yes, of course. No, that's a good point. That's so, a good point. You know, if the movie was about 20 year olds, certainly, but true. This is, yeah, these are adults. Um, yeah. So maybe they wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think my counter argument to that would be that TikTok has had such a invasive um effect on people so quickly that it would that i think that would be like it's it, it it's almost it's just like it feels like and maybe i think everyone I, to be honest in this sound it just feels like i i think everyone says this the moment a new social media platform comes up i think people said this when snapchat but it just feels so it feels so impactful to how we operate as people um I yeah, TikTok I mean, is... TikTok affecting the music industry and everything. Right, yeah. of course. And yeah, and like how trend and, you know, trends have become so much more. It, it It's become a, such an active part in how we interact daily. Um, and I guess that's happened before, too. But for some reason, for TikTok, it feels so much more um, advanced and more in, uh, invasive and widespread. Um, but what was I going to say? There isn't, and the issue with, I think, social media movies, you know, movies about social media and that being the main topic is that I think there is, gets to a point where it, there's a lot of, it's, it's kind of hard to say many new things about it. But I think it's such an overly talked about and uh, analyzed topic because it's so prevalent in our culture that it's hard. I think it's really hard to have that new kernel of insight or commentary. That little piece where you're like, oh, I didn't think of that before. Mm. Oh, this is a totally new perspective. <laughs> and so I think that's why, like, short. I'm I'm glad this movie was as long as it is. Um, honestly, it could even it could have it could have been shorter for me as well because it just the I, I just noticed that you just start getting into repetition about what you're trying to say. You're almost. You, you you get close to saying the same thing three times in a row, um, and the, you know with eighth grade, it's also managing. You know, it's not all about social media. It's also managing uh, growing up, coming of age. You know, just like how that affects your growth as a person. Um, and obviously, Ingrid Goes West isn't all just about social media, but 
and it, I think when it tries to kind of get away with get away from that, and I think that's why O'Shea Jackson Jr., like Dan Pinto, is such an important part of this movie, is because he's able to show he's able to that the relationship between him and her is able to kind of give more um let other ideas breathe more and let a little and have a little more fleshed out um uh way of presenting England um giving a little more nuance and more of a different a different perspective and that's why I think you and you know his performance but also his role I think is why he's the MVP of the movie mm-hmm. but there's also just like an episode of the television show evil that's all about TikTok and like how it's and evil is this, you know, it's very much like there's not a lot of nuance to the show, but the way it portrays TikTok is so is so disturbing um, and so chilling that it kind of remind you know it just reminded me of this. But it's the the thing that evil ha- it has going for it is that it's a fucking forty minute television show, or like mm-hmm. maybe fifteen minutes, and it is also allowed to have all these different things in it that make it so that they don't have to keep repeating themselves over and over again. And that is my worry when it comes to these, you know, movies that is like, we're going to tackle social media is that it, it, I, I get worried when that becomes such a crutch that they're just going to start repeating themselves because I, if they have to do it for an hour and 30 minutes. And I haven't seen the Joey Deutsch movie, but from what I've heard, it just, you know, like it just weighs it on a bit thick and it just kind of, it's like made its point five times already um yeah but i, I, I mean what you said about the the film in the in the beginning um it, it reminds me of like what what i saw in not okay where it's just like okay this does feel perfunctory and hollow but um you know i, w- I was thinking like I, I feel like better 2022 films more than not okay which by which by the way imagine like a mini series about like the social media space that would be I blow my brains out and that'd be insane <laughs> um but I was thinking like other 2022 films that that kind of get at this idea of like what a modern yeah like what a modern influencer looks like is like uh am I the only one here who's seen Triangle of Sadness no but I've also heard it suffers from that a similar problem yeah like like the the character of the model um Played by uh oh who just passed uh Charlie yeah. Dean. She's and she's like basically has like little she has like a role in it, but like purposely she's sidelined to be like the person who Harris Dickinson is taking pictures of constantly, and for her to like take pictures of her phone and like snap a bunch of pictures and then like look bored when she's like not making content where it's like okay that's actually like some kind of biting satire where these people aren't even enjoying the kinds of things that they're promoting um right Mm -hmm. or like another film that came out this year at this year's Sundance was Hatching um it's a Swedish film um about it's about this little girl who like hatches like a clone of herself I mean it's the metaphor is like she hatches a clone of herself to like express her feelings during adolescence but she's belonging to this family who is like also kind of like a pinterest family if um you know that that kind of 
this this kind of family that's using their family as a way to make content and for other families to watch them like go about their lives and be like this is our daughter at this age and this is what we're doing today and and it is kind of crazy to look at um hatching and how it's looking at at I don't know, just like online creators at at this point. Um, and I think that's like an interesting new look at it, that it's that it's like sort of in the background and that's like what the mom is doing with these kids while like having like a genre twist with it. Um, but yeah, no, I I I I really like give this movie a pass though, because I feel like it was early enough on um and it caught on to something that I think is like only grown in popularity now, especially with with Instagram. Do you see um bodies, bodies, bodies? Ah, it's on my list. Uh, I I wasn't a big fan. Um no. But I know that one was like I don't know if social media played a big role, but there's like some phone usage, like critical phone usage in it. Um that probably more like contemporary i guess mm-hmm. yeah i've also heard that it that starts becoming like a repeated like yeah it that and that's the issue nowadays and i guess that's always been maybe the issue in anything um with social commentary in general is that people start repeating themselves and it just and it just becomes this the same five talking points um and so that is the issue and that's what i've also heard about bodies 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 is that you know yeah it just becomes redundant and perfunctory and you know repetitive and obvious that it loses any impact or nuance um and that's like also why i don't really watch any documentaries about social media because anytime i've seen any clips or whatever i'm like yes i know this like i know yeah it's like the same exactly. five points. Like, this is bad for you. It rots your brain. And I'm not saying that shit isn't true. I think a lot of it's true. Um, I think social media is, you know, good and bad. Uh, hate to be a fucking uh, trailblazer here, but I think, I know. Uh, you know, there are some positives and negatives. But I think two things can be right at the same time. It's, it's true. It's, it's okay. fucked up. It's fucked up. Don't, don't like, I know, don't shut this down. But yeah. It's just, it's like the same five statistics. It's the same five talking points over and over again. And in these movies, it, it, it starts becoming the same too. And the way Ingrid gets away with it is one, you know, these relationships um, to her psyche as a her psyche as a person and the way she's written Aubrey Aubrey as a as a performer and the way she encapsulates that character and the way she uses her idiosyncrasies is that a word maybe idiosyncrasies Um, yeah thank you Uh, I can't speak um the way she uses those and maximizes her kind of her own her own uh behavior is I think what kind of makes the film able to st- stand on its own um, and able to manage the commentary without laying it on in too impossibly thick. Now, some people, I've you know read some reviews, some people disagree with me when I say that, some people think it is kind of perfunctory and just like it's the movie is, hey, Instagram's bad for you. Um, and I see where they're coming from. And in a lot of different times, I agree when I'm watching the film. Um, but 
you know, the hijinks are helped a lot. I think like just the different, like her going up to someone and asking them to, I'll pay you $200 to punch, if you punch me in the face. Like that shit is so crazy now. It's like the way that she says it. It's so good. Exactly. And I think that's a lot of the movie too, um, which I don't know if that's such a great reflect, if it's a great reflect. I don't know if that's a great compliment for the script, but it is truly just how the actors um, deliver. Uh, And I think that's, and you could say that about any movie, but it does feel like they kind of elevate the material they're given in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Because I, I think yeah. the casting here is just super. I, I, one of the maybe it's like an ensemble. It's like an amazing ensemble. I, I, I think it maybe just sit- so perfectly like Pom Clementoff yeah. as this like up you the know, fashion- as this fa- fashion yeah. like fashionista who is like somewhat um not obtuse but like uh no what's the word I'm looking I think she's a blogger. The yeah or whatever like she's yeah. this, like fashion something and she's this like you know she's kind of like this larger presence and isn't like a normal person and has like this like very much like aloof that's the word i'm looking for she's like very aloof um i like that's perfect casting um i it, it's truly just one of the most perfectly casted films i've seen in a minute just everyone's yeah. just like it's just the everyone is picked perfectly yeah i agree yeah and, and you know it's like I, I forget if what episode we said it on, but Aubrey Plaza just looks like a person. Um, mm, there's something like, yes. like, like very tangible uh, about her, and like she comes off, and of course, like, like we said that she's as a person, she's always come off as very relatable and wants to like put out good work in, into her career. Um, and I, I think that translates into, uh, uh into Ingrid where she it's a very like non-judgmental performance and just treats it as if um I I, I think she treats it as if Ingrid as if like she doesn't know where Ingrid is going <laughs> because right. like I think we as we as a viewer know like okay this can't end well like her when she's like going into Taylor's bathroom and like uh or or even like when she has that plan to, to like blackmail Nikki or it's like, I don't know, like still like, I think Ari Plaza still has this voice in her performance. Like, well, there's something here with this woman, but. For me, what adds a lot of depth to the movie is a lot of that commentary that you get in the conversations with, um, I guess specifically with Wyatt Russell's character. Right. Yes. Because he he like he's the one who like really pushes back on like the whole like concept of social media in Mm. the movie. But the the movie is really like not like totally taking his side and, and like pushing the idea that he's like pretty full of bullshit as well. Um, in, in his like art um I don't even know what you call it like it's like almost <laughs> like influencer like art but like actual like painting yeah that's the thing yes he yeah. is also well, it's, it's interesting yeah. that uh you see um Taylor call herself a photographer and, and it's like that's that's something that's like huh you wouldn't really expect that from from someone who like works in the online space and then 
you have um you have Wyatt Russell calling himself a photographer where it's like that's your work <laughs> it's, right. it's like one of those where you see squad goals yeah squad goals yeah how much yeah, is Ezra like I, I knew the character name was like really funny Ezra yeah that's right but um I do love one thing he says though um when they're sitting at the pool him and Ingrid um at the end of the night he's he's like he's like yeah the deal with Taylor she think she says like everything's the best everything's amazing and I'm like fuck, people are really like that like that's so true yeah um yeah yeah you gotta go to this place it's the best and obviously taylor's character was like that but honestly like in my life like people people in general are like that and he's like spot on with that it's like annoying um but i mean he like i said he has his own issues too like it uh, insinuates that he's an alcoholic ish um but obviously it's probably because like he's unhappy in his marriage are they married or are they just yeah yeah, they are married married. um like you have that um no filter like you have that scene where it's like uh ingrid is over for dinner after returning the dog and uh taylor puts her hand over the wine glass yeah exactly yes yes that's a very small detail that i i I didn't notice like immediately but then i kind of like oh okay um right and i think that but i also think uh one of the best uh like the key to the film is also having like the stereotypes be as in like you know the like the stock characters of the influencer the jaded artist blah 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 have them actually have like depth and like moments of character like the wyatt russell thing you're talking about like um the whole idea of Taylor maybe Taylor a little less so because I don't know her facade never fully comes down um but she also has like but moments of like her self-reflection of her being you know her brother being a drug addict his you know her husband you know know, like her marital issues that kind of thing um like she the movie for a lot of you know I, I think is allowed or not allowed but like it has those moments of allowing the quote-unquote stereotypes be actually like have depth and I think that's what kind of puts it over the edge of not being a repetitive and perfunctory I've been saying that word so long so many times uh <laughs> but keeping it from being a everyone take a shot right <laughs> or don't you might die let, all right let me pose um some key questions that I had I think I might have oh one or two. Oh boy Firstly, um, Taylor and uh, Ingrid, or I guess I should say Ingrid and Taylor, did you get the impression that there was, or Ingrid was, uh, had any like romantic desires there? I thought about that. And, And that's the, and that's the thing, any kind of obsession any real intense obsession gets to a point where you you have to question whether it is any anything of rom- uh, romantic. Uh, I don't think so. I think maybe I don't maybe, either. I I think there can be sometimes. I think when it comes when it 
when someone truly becomes so obsessive with a person like that, it's hard to necessarily identify what what those differences would be, like what would be the difference between. But I do think in I think so much of the obsession comes from insecurity that it doesn't really result in anything, any romantic feelings. Yeah. I think it's so drenched in her own self-loathing that it doesn't quite reach the point of her actually developing romantic feelings. Like, I don't think she actually thinks, like, it's not about Taylor. It's just, it's about her. That's it. That's the only, Taylor doesn't even really matter. And, like, and obviously, like, O'Shea Jackson Jr. says that, like, you know, Dan says, like, you don't even like these people because he can tell. It's not, mm. she doesn't like them and she knows Taylor's Taylor's all bullshit. Um, so it is that idea of it's all it, you know, it's truly just compen it's it's just to compensate for her own self-hatred. Yeah. If Ingrid did love uh Taylor, I think it would be like just the idea of her. It wouldn't be just like the person. Um, like I I, you know, it's like you could point to the insert shot of their handshake when um Ingrid was returning the dog and like if if that's to emphasize something else or uh, just the way human that, connection right yeah it could be it could be just like a connection yeah or like uh the way that Ingrid was startled when she saw Taylor at the boutique store which was very funny or or, or could that could just be like how someone acts when they encounter a celebrity mm-hmm. like actually seeing them but um yeah that's something that's something to consider yeah I mean yeah, I think I think the movie like walks right up to the line because um, mm-hmm. this watch I was definitely like looking for it, mm-hmm. and it was something I was thinking about. But I don't think it ever crosses that line into like there's like romantic energy going on or anything like that. It never that never it never felt that way to me. It was just like she needed human connection and um, friendship and honestly like like idolization um yeah right yeah i don't think there's too many other like intimate moments to suggest that i think the closest it comes is uh when they're on the side of the road after crashing the car yes (laughs) and and, like i think they're coked out uh and they're like sharing a moment (laughs) and taylor like leans into her and i was like oh shit but it doesn't it doesn't really go there um, no, I, I love in that no. scene when Taylor says, "You can just get that buffered and say you're sorry." Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it shows the car; it's like completely trashed on that. So that's and I, and that's a small moment that really kind of just shows, like, okay, we, this is who Taylor is. Like, but it, that's not laid on too thick. I don't think that's not like a huge. I don't. That's not like a, the a big punchline. It just it it just allows again that moment is just allowed to kind of develop itself and show like a character moment that is pretty key to understanding who Taylor is. Um, and I think those are the kind of moments that I really appreciate about the movie. Another thing, um, I'll show my hand and say I listened to one podcast review and the guy was, the host was saying that he was like, Taylor's a completely well-adjusted person. She handled what? everything perfectly. Um, she didn't really do anything wrong 
and she lives a pretty like solid life and i was like did we watch the same movie no yeah that that's not what it's saying at all like i don't think some people shouldn't be allowed to have opinions i I think that's (laughs) like when i hear shit like that i'm like you don't no come on you don't i know it's a joke but some people just don't watch movies correctly like it, it just it's truly just like obviously the film is criticizing there's a whole there's a whole moment where she's like taking credit like the whole like desert door thing is so damning to her and how she operates as a person and it's like so much like it shows her true colors of like the book thing too yeah Yeah, exactly that that, that's so that's huge and i bet she didn't even read that joan didion book or whatever the fuck like yeah it's it's so damning all right i got one more big one okay and this is off the same podcast that I hadn't even thought of this. The brother-sister vibe between Taylor and Nick. Oh, interesting. He was saying, is there something there like borderline incestuous? I did not get that impression at all. No. And I will say... Hmm. To me, like, their relationship, you can tell, like, to me, their relationship says a lot with saying very little, just in the way they, like, act with each other. And for me personally, I have a sister. um, And I will say, like, a brother-sister bond who are, like, close to the same age is, like, I will say, I don't think if you don't have that relationship, maybe you can't relate to it. Because, like, I, that didn't occur to me that it was incestuous because, like, they were close. Like, mm. to me, that was ridiculous. But I, yeah. I don't know if you guys thought that. I can kind of see with how weird he is, like, Billy Magnuson, and how uncritical... Um. She was defending him at every turn. Yeah. I think there are most, I, I don't know if that necessarily, but like you said, I don't know if that doesn't mean incestuous, but I think, I, I think Billy Baggins has such a weird energy and is so, they just have a weird, like they have an unhealthy relationship um, for sure. Like he is a drug addict and she defends him and like kind of babies him and doesn't really hold him accountable for anything he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, like you said, that doesn't, that has no real connection to it being incestuous um but i do i I think it's a great point about how much that relationship says about taylor as well Mm. and how that Mm. isn't not necessarily something they're screaming from the rooftops it's again allowed to be it developed by itself it's allowed to breathe rather than be like they have a fucked up relationship like it's yeah it's I think it says even more about Taylor than it does about Nick, because I, th- I think I'm. I absolutely I think, agree with that. Because Nick yeah. is like an like a, a agent of chaos. It's so yeah. he's almost like he's almost a constant. Like he's not. Like I mean, unvariable. we we sing the love of Billy Madison on on Game Night episode. Like we love so, him, yeah. and, and like I think it also. I, I I don't know what I mean by this. It, it could mean a, but like they're both like insanely attractive people. So like maybe that. Is, no i think you i think i know i think i know um and and it's and you know it's like i I think i were to guess that lizzie olsen is ulcer oh my god older Older. than um uh um 
Billy Madison is and and I think by that it's like okay like she's not taking incorrect responsibility yeah he is oh, really? four years older oh wow. well I, I, I guess I yeah well I, I guess I just meant like the characters but um yeah sorry yeah yeah oh the it, characters it was, for sure yeah, see yeah. she does have the big sister vibe yes yeah. um yeah she they have they're like you said an unhealthy relationship in that they these are like two grown adults and they when they're together they're acting like like kids and they're like reliant on each other um and why russell uh he's kind of like what the fuck like we're married he's like i'll be here like two three weeks and he's like what the hell Mm -hmm. uh and yeah and like community tells that like when he's like starts doing like poorly like racist voices and like oh yeah and, and like facial expressions he's like cool that was a really racist story and then like just leaves right. and yeah and, El- mm-hmm. and lizzie olsen is just like super unaffected by it yeah that's when mm-hmm. it starts becoming toxic and that like you and like you said jack that shows so much more about her than it does about nick because nick is one of those things where it's almost like he he is, he is what he is. You know, he's not hiding his intentions. He's not like putting on a charade, like a a charade. Like he is, mm-hmm. like he is, like he is front and center. There's no enigma about him. You know what you're getting. Like he's again a pure agent of chaos. Um, but with Taylor, it's like you see how truly immature and like she is just not a serious person you can't take her seriously with the way she is around like you know giving him money saying yes to everything you know he does not you know not holding him accountable for anything he does and being super okay with him basically you know fucking up her relationship with her husband and that kind of thing like it that is a very revealing part of Taylor's character, maybe one of the most revealing parts. She she's enabling his toxic behavior, and you could say even encouraging it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I you know I I liked the movie when I finished it, but the more you know, and this happens a lot when we do this podcast. The more I talk about it, the more I'm liking it. Um, I think yeah, I, 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 there's. And it's one of those things, like, even though I not maybe had the, I didn't have the greatest time watching it, because, like, the movie's super uncomfortable and on purpose, it's, like, very much, like, cringe, the movie. Um, and so it's not, like, something I don't know if I'm going to rewatch, but I, th- I, I do really value its existence and what it is trying to do. And I, I, I appreciate just its, I appreciate what it's giving it gives to the world and what it represents and i i think that's i think there's a lot of value there so that's just like, a sidebar real fast i i have the movie on mute uh like i do every time we record and i didn't know that i'm at i'm at the part when uh uh ingrid returns the card back to daniel like talking about o'shea jackson more like he really like dang, like looks like his dad. Like I don't know. Like I mean, it's, it's such an it's it's crazy. an original thought. I know, but like dang, it's but it's like no. maybe and more every, than JD Washington compared to Denzel. absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It is. He's also a better actor than JD. Washington. Yes, I and, and I and I and I like to defend John David once in a while, but it, it's no not even a contest. He's a much better actor than yeah. Um, Jim, 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 Jim. Or he's I at least a more charismatic. 
character. Yeah, yeah. that is also I, yeah. Maybe they have different strengths, but I, I from what I've noticed, but, like he has Denzel's voice more than his looks. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is one of those things where when he played his father, it's one of the most beautiful casting moments in Hollywood history, in my mm. opinion, because it's wow. just a ten out of ten. Yeah, that's there's, kind of a slam dunk. Yeah, it's just there's and it's like higher than saying, Wyatt Russell in this movie. That's <laughs> right, right. But like, it's truly <laughs> one of I don't know who else do you fucking cast. And I'm not saying he gives like an Oscar-winning performance in that movie. I'm just saying it's kind like, of was it right? He, he might have been nominated. I can't. Or no, was he wasn't. A discussion Mid- at least. Maybe I, I think the 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 biggest chance was Mitchell. Um, yeah. Who, who is hmm. you know, Wolf? Um, <laughs> Jason Mitchell. He has out allegations. Oh, oh yes, he does. Okay, okay. Because uh, I was like not sure, and I and like no, he there was a part. There was a part when I was watching this, and I thought O'Shea Jackson had allegations, and I was like, oh boy, no, this is gonna be no, a tricky no, episode. No, okay, so like no. good. It good, was good. it was for sure Mitchell, and it's yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, I, I don't another, know anything about that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's there's a reason you haven't seen a lot of him lately. Uh, uh, in anything, <laughs> it's kind of it's woof. Uh, bad, 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 bad. Um, uh, also, one more, one more thing, maybe to take note of. This is like one of the first, like, the first five neon films. Yeah, mm, I noticed that pretty, at the beginning. Pretty major, you know, uh, player in film distribution. If, I mean, we've covered, you know. Parasite, Portrait, of Lady on Fire. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. What a um, great collection of do. Du- like, what a great actor. Like the NWA cast. I'm just thinking of straight out Captain now. It's like you have <laughs> Aldous Hodge, Corey Hawkins, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Three mm-hmm. great actors who are now working. Yeah. Actors who have given really solid performances, and everyone is always pleased when they show up in anything. Like Corey Hawkins and Macbeth in the legend, you know, the legend of Macbeth was one of the most, oh, yeah. I think, undersung performances of that year. The tragedy. He's incredible in that movie. Um, and he was in in the Heights, right? In the Heights, he's solid really in cool. that. And in Klansman, he's incredible in. He has one of the best performances in Clan- in Black Klansman. Mm. Yeah. yeah, still um, And so, yeah, and Aldous Hodge, of course, uh, you know, the butt to end all butts, uh, great. Great butt on that man. Um, <laughs> but I also just love him as an actor. I I, I bought into the Hodge stock uh, at Leverage. Speaking of TNT shows, that's when oh I God. bought into the Hodge. Wow! I think you can get the favorite scene. I kind of like yeah. said everything I needed to say. Unless you guys have anything more to talk about, uh, I think we're good. Yeah, good movie. Very good movie. Does anyone have a favorite scene? Fuck! I actually don't even. Hmm. I think uh, I thought of my favorite scene earlier. Yeah, um, I, I have one as well. Go, yeah, let me go last. So, yeah, please, guys, I'm, I'm going to name this one uh, because I think we haven't even touched on it yet. And I, I, I always like to do that. Um, really good scene. My strategy. When, um, when Nick confronts uh, Ingrid in the, oh, bedroom, in the bedroom. So uncomfortable. With the phone. Mm. And, just and the underwear on yeah he's like he's like sit down yeah when he has those intense moments where you're actually kind of scared 
like Billy Magnuson is not a scary guy, but there's those moments where you're just <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, he's like a total loose cannon. So you're like, oh, he might do, right. who knows what he's going to do right now. He right. actually doesn't do anything, which is kind of surprising. But the way that scene plays out, um, it's very strong. Uh, the, the combo between the two of them. I think he kind of owns that scene, actually. Um, Great actor. Great yeah. actor. Yeah. No Time to Die, I think. I know. I, was, I literally no was just going to say, he's so good in that movie. And no one yeah. really, I mean, we don't really talk about it a ton, but he's. I mean, that movie would, entirely just kind of like came and went. That's, and that, and that sucks because like it's so good. I love, yeah. I, okay, maybe love. Love's a strong word. I really dig that. Yeah, it's, it's my least favorite. Uh, no, I. Okay, no, I know that's, that. that's, that's crazy talk. That's crazy talk. <laughs> crazy talk. What was the one after Casino Royale? Uh, Quantum, like, of Quantum of Solace. Solace. Yeah, that would be worse. Yeah. That was rough. I mean, that was during the Raiders' strike. Famously, I think Spectre. But... I think Spectre's way worse than No Time to Die. It's so much worse. I kind of like Spectre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Batista. I like Batista in it. Yeah. That's Tyler, you should do a, a Spectre defend, defense pod. Uh, have you guys done it? No, we haven't done any bonds. So. Oh, there we go. Do we do... <laughs> we have to... Do we... Oh, shit. We I only have know. two. Yeah, yeah, but do we do those back-to-back, or do we... I feel like we have to... Do oh, that, that, oh, that's interesting. Separate episodes. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to... Skyfall's so good, I don't want to talk about Spectre next yeah. time. But it is the same director, and there are connect... Eh. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Hey, Olga, come on in. Nose beer for the lady? I'm good. What's up? Nikki, where's my phone? Phone? Come on, I know you took it. You? you caught me! <laughs> give it back. No, no, stay, 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 stay. Come on, just give it back. Don't reach towards me. Sit down. You know, it's um, it's really funny what you can discover about someone by just going through their phone. Oh, here. Look, this is a, a picture of you. In my sister's bathroom. Weird. Here's a picture of her medicine cabinet. This is a picture of her sleeping. There are a lot of those. That's those are just a joke. We were messing around. <laughs> Actually, my favorite things are the notes. We have uh, Taylor's favorite brunch spots, Taylor's favorite books, Taylor's favorite movies. Okay, why are you Sit the fuck not- down. Sit the fuck down. What do you want? Me? Nothing. No, no. I'm just, I'm just looking out for my sister. What do you want? Look, I'm not a psychopath or anything. I just want to be her friend. Come on. Your password to your phone is my sister's birthday, for fuck's sake. That's like single white female shit. Look, I just moved here. I don't know anyone, and Taylor has been so nice to me, telling me all the best places to go and I'm not doing anything wrong 
Okay, so please don't tell her. <laughs> Sorry, Olga, but this is... It's just too good to let go. I mean... You're fucked. I'm gonna make a deal with you. I'm not, I'm not gonna give you your phone back. Um, but I'm willing to rent it out to you for a very small fee. How much? 5,000 a month. Disco Dan told me about your mom, the, the sack full of cash. Fucking ridiculous. Okay, oh, I don't no. have that kind of money. Okay, Taylor! <clears throat> don't do that. Please don't do that. Just. Oh. You ready to make a deal then? 5,000 a month, and I won't tell her how much of a fucking loser you are. I'll give you 5,000, that's it. You don't have any room to negotiate. I own you. Fine. Good. So, tomorrow night, we'll meet at the Whole Foods parking lot. Gives you 24 hours to get the cash. And, um, don't worry about deleting anything. I already forwarded all the good stuff to myself. Ooh, this is my favorite part of the song! Well, I initially, because I try to write down my, I've been trying lately to write down favorite scenes beforehand. But now mine also has Nikki in it <laughs> and it's his introduction scene where they're all sitting around and, and like having a drink he in is, their backyard. Yeah. It's so, he comes it's in so like funny. a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I love how Ingrid immediately understands like, oh, this is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy's going to be like, issue. like he's here to fuck up my plan and I'm going to borrow a term from, uh, from blank check. He's a temperature performance where he walks into the movie and there's a thermostat at the bottom of the screen and it rises. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of. I like that. Yeah, right. I forgot about them. So that's, that, that's great. Remember yeah, he's for, yeah, right. He's for sure. Yeah. I, and I think that's him. Is that, I think you could probably say that about any movie he's in. He, 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 he's truly like a presence. Um, mm. He changes the attitude of the scene yeah. the moment he steps into it. Like, Maybe not the attitude, but he intensifies. There's no one like, in the I, movie previously that had that kind of energy that he's, he's bringing around. Perfectly said. Perfectly yeah. said. I was I couldn't figure out the words, but that's exactly what I meant. That's perfectly said. Yeah, mm. he's very much like an independent force. Love that. Thanks. Um, whose car is parked in the driveway? Is. Yeah. You float me some cash. I had to cancel my credit cards and some clothes for tonight. Okay. Got it. I got it. Nikki? Yeah. Why don't you have any clothes, man? Who's this? Oh, sorry. This is Ingrid. Ingrid. Ingrid this is my brother, Nikki. He just flown from Paris to surprise us. Wow, Paris. Give me my phone. Hi. Stop! <laughs> How long are you here for? Ah, uh, I was thinking like two, three weeks tops. Uh, uh, uh sorry. What? Uh, two or three weeks. Like, best surprise ever. Can I have my phone? No. Give me it. No. Give me it. Uh-uh. Taylor, I brought some rosé. <laughs> oh, my God. This is such a great bottle. I know. I thought you liked that kind. Thank you. All right. So. Nice. What's your story, Olga? It's Ingrid. Do you speak French? 
So I'm chilling in the Ritz lobby, and I just happened to strike up a conversation with this Chinese billionaire named Bruno, which doesn't make any sense. Nikki and I both, we studied Mandarin in Yes, we did Bush back up, <laughs> anyway, the next thing I know, some security guy comes up and jacks us up by our throats. So then I, I decide it's a good idea to take a swing at him, of course. So, uh, um, sorry. Yeah, I thought you were supposed to be sober. I am, I am. But anyway, cops came. I hitch a ride to the airport. And then I realized I left my credit card at the, the hotel. But then, while I'm chilling at the airport at the Gaul, guess who's right next to me? Hello, Nikki Shang! Yes! <laughs> Look, I'm done. I gotta get another drink. It's a really good racist story. Keep going. Um, wow. Just a photo. Hey, you. baby, yeah. can you get another bottle, please? Sure, and a new brother. Too. Anyway, the little fucker was so thankful. There's more. <laughs> I thought you were done. He was so thankful for me showing him a good time that he bought me a first class ticket to LA. That's so crazy. I watched 12 hours of Family Guy and got a hand job from this fashion chick named Harley something or other. Harley Chung? Yes, yes. You know her? No, not personally, but she has like over a million followers. Well, I'm having yeah. dinner with her tomorrow night at Chateau. You want to go? Um, yes, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yay, except that you can't because we're going to that launch party tomorrow night. Remember, Little Doe, the hats. Right. I got us on the list. Oh, you did? Oh, shoot, nice. yeah. That sounds yeah. so good. Am I on the list? No, sorry. I could barely get us on. Right. Right. Yeah. It's okay. You guys should totally go. It sounds like a fun, fun time. It's going to be so fun. Whatever. Just never going to meet Harley then. Hey, would you mind if I bail, actually? Because um, Nikki and I, we never get to hang out. And why don't you just go without me? Like, you should totally bring Dan. Okay. No problem. You guys have fun. And I'll bring Dan. He loves that kind of stuff anyway. I mean, speaking um, of O'Shea, like he kind of seems like someone where it's like very down to earth and and just like a person who acts in movies. The issue is I just just with everything he's done, I'm still like, I don't know if I trust you. Like even though he's given me no real reason, I'm still just kind of like, I don't mm. you still uh, you killed Jeffrey Wright. That's fucked up. I don't know. Like, <laughs> come on. Who killed you know, Jeffrey Wright rules? Um my favorite scene. I guess it might have to be the date. It's a great actor. <laughs> yeah, right. The Jeffrey, date. right? The actor? You killed him? That's fucked up. No, um, <laughs> the date between Dan and Ingrid. Your Jim Carrey as the Riddler? That hands down should make you want to go see her. The man killed her. Val Kilmer. He could kill everybody in this fucking room right now. Your homie Joe, Joel Schumacher. Joel Schumacher, yes, he was the best Batman for sure. <laughs> Me too. I no, no, him. no. He's the director. Joel. You like this place? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Chill spot. I mean, I know I like it. Do you come here a lot? Way too often. They would charge me rent if they could. Dan. Hey, Cindy, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? Good. You're looking well. Oh, my gosh. It's been so long since I've seen you. Uh, you know, it's just just working. Well, you're a busy man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're on a date. Oh, um, sorry. Right. Ooh, Catwoman has claws. I like that. Why do you like Batman so much? What's not to like about Batman? I'm sorry, it's just, 
I don't understand. He's just another superhero, like uh, Spider-Man or Superman or what? Why? Batman is the world's greatest detective. Nothing radioactive bit him. He's not from another planet. You know, he's just like you or I. All Batman's powers come from within him. He had enough will and enough focus to, to make himself greater than what he was. And he, you know, in, in the beginning, before he's Batman, he loses his parents. And that definitely stuck with me. As an orphan, I definitely felt a connection towards him. Oh my God, you're an orphan? I'm so sorry. It's fine, he made it through. I'll make it through. What happened to your parents? It was a car accident. Yeah, it happened when I was a kid, so I didn't know how to cope with it. So at school, I would wear a Batman mask, make everybody call me Bruce, and pretend to be somebody else. So it was like it happened to somebody else. And what about you? What about you? What's your story? Um, yeah, I don't really like Batman that much. No, no. With your mom, what's your story with your mom? What happened? She had a heart attack. I mean, she was sick before that. You guys were close? Yeah, we were really close. We were, I lived with her, and um, it's just been really hard because it was kind of like I lost my best friend. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm no, don't, don't. getting too intense. No, I'm sorry, you must become the worst. I'm not. Don't. Don't worry about all that. Don't, sorry. don't even talk to me about that. You don't ever have to apologize to me about how you're feeling. You know, it may seem like I don't care. I put up a front, you know, but I definitely care about you. Hi. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just you, you have a, a, a different kind of ring to you. You have a different kind of shine, and I just think somebody needs to appreciate it. I think, but also, I, and, and I, it also just, that's the moment where you really kind of, I don't know. I, I think, I, I like when they, ex, when a bit or like a, like a very, you know, something that's played off as comedic has. Or you know, what's a really, I'm, I'm sorry. What, you know, it's like a really good moment before that scene. <laughs> Can we start over like a reboot? Yeah. <laughs> I I love how his character is written. I love how his character is written. Um, but I, I I like that you know the bit of him loving Batman. And it is very much a comedic bit. It has like a tragic tie to it. But all, you know, like it again, it adds character to the comedy. It adds depth to the satire. I mean, add, not satire, but like well, yeah, but the satire. Like it 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 allows it to not just be this you know frivolous kind of placeholder of, and this is the Batman guy or whatever, you know, this is like the kindred soul, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it allows him to have like agency and also kind of operate on his own level. Um, and also you get Ingrid being the most vulnerable. She's pretty much been in, in the movie at that point. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, that's yeah, she's vulnerable without being like 
speaking what's like on her mind like she's being vulnerable as much as like she's allowing herself to be Um, when she starts like like, fucking macking on him is so funny like she like goes from zero to a thousand um she's catwoman yeah that shit's so funny what does she say in the next scene like say gotham said it needs me yeah say (laughs) gotham needs me that's what he says (laughs) it's so and i love and oh another great moment is like she's like i've never no one's ever really been able no one's like done that for me done that right before and of course it's hilarious but it's also that's such an intimate sweet moment of like you know she is like willing to you know help you know like be i mean yes and no she's using him yes but but i think but in I don't know. Maybe not in that moment. I don't know. I, 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 I think just with how much she takes to him after he like says all those nice things about it. I think she generally wants to like have like some sort of relationship with him. Um, I, I, I'll actually push back on that. I disagree. I think she's using him the whole time. Mm, um i don't know because at, so at that lonely. point of the movie she is still 100 percent locked in on her relationship with i Taylor. agree but i think she's taken aback i think she's just i think she's just very surprised by how genuinely kind he is that she and that she feels like he's actually being genuine that and she and she probably hasn't had anyone say anything genuinely nice about her in so very long Sure. And about her as a person rather than just the character that she's playing. Because she is mostly herself around him. She is not putting on airs. And for her sure. and for him to accept her for that, I think is something very shocking to her. And so, but I, I see what you're saying because I do think, and, and that's again, and that goes with the nuances that it's hard to tell. And I think it's also for her, she can't tell if when she's being genuine. Like that's the thing with people who lie or live in lies is that it becomes so part of their very being that it's hard to separate from the truth. Like, is she actually like? Did, yeah, it, maybe she doesn't even actually know if she's using him or not in that moment. Is like, yeah, it all becomes it all blurs together. Um, what yeah. what keyed me to that to that reading on it was as soon as after they had sex, like literally like a second later she turned over and was like so i'm we're, do you want to go to this party right like, of course no of with course. me I, and so I, it's like that was on her mind the whole time i i yes i think there i think it's i think maybe it's i think it's maybe like a 50 50 thing in my opinion i think there is some sure a lot of stuff is going on in that moment and th- that would be the most ideal way for the movie to take that approach to would be like right it's going both ways right um just, right. just real quick um because i know we're trying to wrap up what what did you guys think of the ending oh i mean i you could accuse it of being too on the nose i think it works for the most part because I, I think there is again that bittersweet like what like when you like you know her getting getting so happy and like lighting up and so much joy of her being like famous for a suicide video is, you know, it has all of that kind of bitter, like, oh, this is really fucked up, but like, at least she's like happy, I guess. Like, 
obviously that's not necessarily sustainable and but like she does now have like a relationship with the dude that does like care for her and her as a person rather than just her being trying to be taylor so right. it has all this different like hypocrisy and not hypocrisy but like uh, you know conflicting uh like feelings in that moment and that bittersweet or just bitter and depends on how you view it um that it is like it's very much not a happy ending but i don't think it's necessarily i don't think it takes the easy way out of just saying everything is bad and instagram has ruined her life forever like it, yeah. it you it probably has but it doesn't make that so clear like it doesn't it doesn't make her a martyr which i i think i which i appreciate it gives her like you know she's allowed to not I think if she actually like died and like committed suicide, I think that would kind of suck. I think that would feel almost not necessarily exploitive because obviously she's just not a real person, but it would feel it, the movie would feel redundant. It also would feel kind of it wouldn't ring true to me. It would feel like okay, so and this was she, just you. She wasn't yeah. a real character. She just you wanted to make pointless. an example. Yeah, yeah, you wanted to make an example out of someone, and this is what it was. Not to keep bringing up a movie that only I have seen, but. Zoe Deutsch and not okay. <laughs> that movie ends as though she is a martyr, and it kind of like erases a lot of the things that movie is trying to say because of that ending. Right. While here, I think Ingrid is not going to be happy chasing around Taylor or ex Instagram influencer or trying to make an Instagram career of her own. She's not going to be happy because that's going to be taken away, or I don't think that she's going to have any cell phone usage. Um, but it's better for her, and I and it's like I don't think the movie was letting her off the hook with her going to Joshua Tree um, and and confronting Taylor and Ezra. But I I, I think it's like it's almost inevitable that <clears throat> it's like if, if these people that don't understand like the powers of of social media um, that or or rather, like they they don't know like the kind of um, pretend that they have to play, then they'll they'll just end up in in these situations. But it it, it just feels true to the movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, great debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has really done nothing since then, yeah. and I was trying to like it's I don't like I, he's barely even done TV. Yeah, so, like that show with uh, Emmy Rossum from this yeah. year. And he also, yeah, and he like direct, I think he directed an episode of the the um Kiki um Showtime show, the How to Be a God in Central Florida or whatever. Oh he yes, like yes, an yes, episode yes, of yes. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um I call her Kiki. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm cool <laughs> like that. Um, well, I call her I just, KD, so oh um, KD. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I am now Wait, who are we talking her Kristen Dunst. Oh. Okay. She had that Showtime okay. show, How to Be a God in Central Florida. I have never heard anyone call her Kiki. That's oh insane. My, yeah. Oh no, yeah, that's Kiki is her actual nickname. Like, Kiki Dunst, yeah, yeah. That's yeah like, but she really one. She plays Kiki. Uh, she does the American the uh, English dub for Kiki on Kiki's delivery. Kiki's service. delivery service. Yeah. But I I doubt that's exactly where is that that can't be where the nickname comes from. That has to be a coincidence, right? It's a coincidence. Yeah, I I would think so. Um, yeah, um, because Jessie, also I mean yeah, calls her Kiki. 
Yeah, yeah. Jesse calls her Kiki. Very love, cute. Love, um, lovely Jesse Clemens. Yeah, we're first name basis. Uh, we don't even lovely basis. Fun fact: Jesse um, Clemens is going to be in that uh, uh, limited series with uh, Lizzie Olson. Oh. That, uh, so, um, uh, yeah, and also, I think this film reminds me a lot of uh, "We Are Your Friends" in a lot of mm. ways. Both August releases. Mm. and mm. this is from a director who has done hardly anything since um but and you don't really see movies. that changing uh, too that's the thing yes you don't really see right. him being like making a comeback or whatever yeah max joseph and matt spicer uh have interesting movies to say about the times that uh, interesting like 2010s contemporary cinema it's which is very interesting to us they're both right, yeah. names they're both names <laughs> that you could just be like that's like an npc from a video game say yeah, them well, say them again yeah max say joseph it. directed we are your friends matt spicer directed angry goes west yeah these are just names like yeah. this, they, they're not real people <laughs> it means nothing to you um, it's like john but, watts or whatever like that's not <laughs> right, a right 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 well that's not a real person um i don't know who that is tyler thank you so much for being here this is always oh, thank you great amazing to have you here actually yeah um yeah if you have anything to like plug or promote you know you know the drill why am i even you know yeah you can follow me on uh mastodon <laughs> Instagram. no mastodon hive hive parlor no no wait no wait are you going far right i knew this day was gonna come team money's going well, far right yeah. team money has a Blue Eyes Matter flag right right behind you. So. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, for their uh, Avatar Way of Water. Um, oh, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, and you can follow me on, jeez, uh, I think Twitter and Instagram, still Twitter for now, and Instagram at T Money Talks. Yeah. You do be talking, and you are T Money, so it yeah. is. I try. Try to talk as little as possible these days. Oh, honestly. gotta talk more. Gotta keep myself out of trouble. Wow. More like teed money quiet. <laughs> right. That's your alt shit. account. Oh, man. Man, man. All right. You fucking promote yourself. Mr. All right. Well, I'm at Jack H. Draper for now on Twitter. <laughs> um, I have writing on film at the Boston Hassle. Uh, this movie is streaming on HBO Max. Everybody go watch my TV show reboots on Hulu. Um, <laughs> you did direct it. I do, I do remember when you told me about that. <laughs> it was a great experience. Uh, Knoxville is a wonderful collaborator. Uh, I bet uh, you, you, Ke- Keegan was great, right? He was fantastic. Judy yeah, Greer yeah, yeah. was a sweetheart. Mm. Next episode, we are going to be starting our fourth mini series on oh, the 2010s shoot. awards winners of the best foreign language oscar winners um 10 films we have coming each from various amounts of countries one per year uh a very fun lineup of guests coming only made one uh, substitution unlike uh, yeah all right yeah yes yes uh unlike the also say asterisks uh that we covered parasite during best picture winners and now we'll be substituting that in for painting glory as we kind of figure, like, if yeah. Parasite weren't there that year, then I think Almodovar would have another uh, Oscar, so. Actually, yeah. I didn't even, I just knew, I just wanted to talk about that movie, but I didn't even think about that, <laughs> that was probably the second choice. Yeah, that's exactly. Good yeah. call, good call. We're smart, we're smart people. 
Um, everyone can follow me at Birds of Play on Twitter as of right now. Um, you can I, I I think I don't know. Never mind. I'm not. I was gonna make a proclamation. No, no proclamations. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Mr. Clay Williams on Instagram. You can follow me at Birds of Play on Letterbox. You could follow the podcast Twitter account at ETT Pod. You can send us an email at exiting through 2010s at gmail.com. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars on any podcast platform you listen to us on to. We'd be greatly appreciated. Share us with a friend. Retweet. As always, run up to a random stranger on the street. Uh, take off one shoe. Uh, tap it on their head. Then throw it in the air. And then make uh, dolphin noises and say, hey, listen to Exit Review 2010s. And then run away. Um, go, go find someone out and shot Joshua Tree. And, uh, yes, of course. We're giving them the Joshua two, Tree two taps on their photos um, for, for the <laughs> nice Instagram beep, boop, boop. Yeah. That doesn't if happen. You, That's weird. That It that doesn't happen. happen. I don't know what yeah, that it's was. It's so strange. <laughs> if you don't silence your phone when you're on those apps and I hear those noises coming from your phone, I'm breaking your phone. That's the rule. That's the rule. I've let everyone know this that, so no one can get mad at me if I do that. Uh, mm. That's how that works. Don't um, join Zoom meetings without... Uh, headphones in yeah like that's just rude you know i'm people are nuts um and i don't know i guess i'm ending it on that but as always <laughs> be good to yourselves and we'll catch you next time on exiting through 2010s mm-hmm.